Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Post Episode Issues, the Game of Thrones. Now we're gonna do this is gonna be a season five recap, and we're also gonna touch upon some season six speculation and all the things we're excited for. But first up, the first thing we're gonna talk about is our favorite things this season of Game of Thrones and some of our least favorite things. We also have a bunch of questions for you guys. And if this is your first time joining us, I'm Phil the Issues Guy from issuesprogram.com. We'd love to hear what you thought of this season of Game of Thrones, what your favorite points were, what your least favorite points were. And if you have any questions or comments, leave them in the comment section, or if you're live with us, share them in the chat. We'll try to get them. And if you want to email me, you can email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com to get any of your questions in as well. So we got a lot to do tonight, but I'm not alone. With me, as always, on this adventure is Joe Dirty Locks, and he has a little friend with him, Katie. How's it going today, guys? Beautiful crow's back. The crow is back. And we didn't, and uh, also the the wolf is off looking, wondering what happened to Ghost at the end of last episode and also searching out what happened to Nymeria. <laughs> what was that? Outranging. Outranging, doing everything. Oh, we like to thank everyone that's in the chat room right now. Sam, who's Cartman, who said it's his first time he's been able to check out the live chat. We also had okay. someone else that said earlier that they haven't been able to watch the show live, but they've, uh, this will be the, uh, like, like eight buggins. Welcome, like eight. Welcome, Ren Renwood, Aggie, Far Cloud. We got a bunch of our friends with us tonight. We look at Bones. Loner Incognito's here. We are really excited to be able to spend our Sunday night talking Game of Thrones with you guys because we're in denial here. It is not over. It's not fucking over. The Game of Thrones season's not over. It just happened. What an episode, Joe. What an episode. Uh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Did you see all that action? Oh, but it was nonstop this week. Now I have to I have to do something before we go any further because in America for people that are listening out of the country it is something called Father's Day today and this will also maybe be on our list of favorite least favorite but I do want to play a little something in honor of Father's Day tonight for pretty much the father of the year trailer ended on Dragonstone his goods were junk except for one wooden doll just one wooden doll he'd even sewn a dress on it in the colors of our house and please, mother, no, please. No! No! What a dad! No! What an asshole! It's horrible! Why am I doing this to you? Because it's Father's Day and we must honor it. It really makes me wish the season went to this week so they could have had just as great a Father's Day this year as they did last year. Thanks for reminding me about that. Yes. So I got such a kick out of it last Tywin. year. It is the yes. one-year anniversary of of Tywin Lannister being killed. And, and we didn't get to just it, watch that it once. Really, it really is too bad because last year it was a son killing his father and this year it would have been a father killing his daughter oh. it happens to be a week later. We'll pretend. We'll pretend. Yeah, we'll, we'll transpose this. So in honor of Father's yeah. Day. That's to the father of the year right now from Game of Thrones, us to you, Stannis Baratheon. You are the Jeez. father of the year. You would deserve a place on the Hall of Fame board behind us for a Hall of Fame dads. You're awesome. What's up, Lunar Incognito? What's up, Dragon, Gypsy Eye, Crazy John? Welcome. Bruce, hey, how's it going? We like to take a moment as well, and we're going to do this, obviously, throughout the night a lot. But thank you guys and the ones that are going to be sharing this time with us tonight and sharing this whole season of fun of this 
season of Game of Thrones. I know this season's been a little bit, I mean, people have debated on what they've liked. It's been fun to talk about, to pick out some moments that we haven't liked. So that's why we're getting into this and we're going to talk about our three favorite and some of our least favorite things. So Difficult. Difficult. It, it was difficult. It is difficult to narrow it down, especially because I did a rewatch and then I'm forgetting about things. I'm like, oh, actually, that was pretty fucking cool. That I, I actually like that part. And I had a lot of uh, back and forths on my list as well. Yeah, I didn't get to do the rewatch that I wanted to do, but I did look at a bunch of synopsises of episodes. And uh, when I was looking at them, I, I thought there was a lot of things <clears throat> I wanted to put on my list of top threes and bottom threes. But I just couldn't. There was a definite three that right away when I sat down, when you gave me my assignment the next day, I sat down and I thought about it. And when I I know it took me six days to get back to you, but <laughs> I, I got to say it came really quick. And then when I reviewed oh, wait, wait. stuff <laughs> for me, nope. what for me, the first two of each was easy. And then three, oh, three so meaning the, like the, the top or three the, meaning the, the bottom. Bottom. But what like was fun? What was funny, guys, is what didn't make any of our lists is. Wait, wait, wait. Where is he? What? What? Fucking for the watch mm -hmm. didn't for the watch killing of John Sh Snow didn't make any of our. See, that was no, runner, that was runner-up honorable mention. No, for me, it, it didn't make the cut, and for a uh, very specific reason that. I read the books, so I knew it was coming. I expected it. There wasn't mm -hmm. a big surprise. And so I I got to say, I was very, very shocked and pissed when I read it. Not so much, you know, four years later when I saw it. Now, so I, I do want to bring up a big deal for me in the books. It wasn't like this, I, this moment that just stood out. Yeah, the betrayal of Ollie was the part of all of that that really got to me that would have been on the list. One thing that I need to bring up though be that a lot of other reviewers have brought up that I that I got to give credit credit to the point we didn't talk about it in the night but it's been bothering me I'm wishing we could go back in time and talk about this. If if Thorn was going to be the first guy to stab him in that situation, why the fuck did he even let him in the door in the first place? Why I mean, there was plenty of other times he could have killed him yeah. throughout this kid's life. Exactly. You know, like, why then? Why yeah. then at that point, it, it should have been Ollie or or Bowen Marsh, who was actually there, who stabbed John first. Somebody else should have stabbed him first, and yeah, Thorne should have just been... Thorne just stayed the fuck out of it. Right, and been okay, been okay, watched it and looked from afar and then just been like, fuck this guy and walked away or something like that. Not necessarily right. been active, because it makes it look like it was his plan, and if that was his plan, why they even let them in the fucking gate to begin I, with? I agree. I agree. A lot of and, other uh, people said that, and that's a good point. And I'm hoping it doesn't get... Uh, there's a lot of things that that are coming that or even kind of happened. I, uh, I don't know. There's some things that happened this season that I hope don't get written that way in the books mm. when those And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit when we get to season six speculation. We're also going to talk a little bit about season six. We have a bunch of questions that you guys sent in and a lot of it's about Jon Snow. So we're going to get that. We also have, let's get into the comments real quick. Bruce says, I just want to know how the show can make a story that makes sense without Jon Snow. Will he be back? We're going to talk about that later. Uh, Gypsy, John, yeah, what's going to happen to that dragon glass? Also, is Stannis is truly dead. Uh, the legitimate Barath. Who's the legitimate Baratheon heir? Gendry. Uh, quick answer on that. Gendry is the only... They, he can be legitimized and can take over House Baratheon. There is precedent for bastards taking over houses yeah. before when anyone else is gone. Uh, 
Uh, Vince says, Thorne wouldn't have had the full support of the Night's Watch behind him until everyone saw Jon Snow literally lead the Wildlings. To the... Great point, Vince. That, that's, that's a good point. It gave him, he started to maybe hear everybody else talking about it and used seized the opportunity to jump in an opportunity to kill Jon Snow. Great, great point. He took advantage well, of the crumbling. Yeah, but I, I just wish he stayed above it. Like, there's no point for, if they were going to do it, they were going to do it. No point for him to get involved in it. He's a petty, angry man. He is a petty, angry man, but he serves the most to just stay out of it. He, like, he doesn't need to get involved in it at all. Period. I should have stayed above. He, he should have. He wants to. He yeah. He should have stayed above. He's it. not thinking practically. He's emotional and petty. Bruce asks, "Will angry. Bruce asks, will the wall come tumbling down in season six? I don't think in season six. Maybe season seven. Who knows? Firecloud says because Stannis was alive and backed by and backed by Jon Snow. Fair enough. Once he found out that Stannis was gone or lost, he could have got word that Stannis was gone in that situation. And so here's uh, the the Gendry thing. I just thought. Who, who no, no, the only person alive that knows he's actually a Baratheon is is who? Davos? Melisandre, Davos, and... That's not enough to get him legitimized by anybody. Uh, Davos. Oh, I swear, a, pi a pirate of a, of a dead king who burned his daughter alive at the stake, and who's also the, the hand, they have hand to the dead king, and, and a witch who ordered... <laughs> but the seed is strong, Joe. The seed is strong. Yeah, that's strong but it's not strong enough with with their say so to legitimize this freaking orphan like blacksmith and uh, no gendry's not gendry's a, a uh there's nobody baratheons are wiped off the face of the planet as far as i know pretty much at this point but besides oh. besides and edric storms out there somewhere but i don't know if that's in the book not in the uh we're, we're talking about the television universe right now for the most part so let, let's get let's start getting into our list because that because we'll talk a lot about this stuff i i think coming out of the final episode it's interesting to see what all the buzz around that final episode ultimately ended up being a lot of people obviously <laughs> talking about the john snow thing but then the big buzz about is stannis alive or dead Do, is he really is he really dead? And we talked a lot about that. Joe, you, you don't think he's dead. TV rules say even when you see the death on TV, chances are they uh, might not be dead. There are no rules anymore. We do have a phone call. Let's take a phone call. We're going to take tons of calls tonight, but let's take one since it's ringing. Hey, caller, what's up tonight? Hey, what's up? What's um, there's a, a lot of theories that Alaria was like, ordered by Prince Durant yep. yeah, to like do it because he gave the, the order to like kiss her. I kind of thought that was just like, uh, yeah, fuck you. Your, your rebellion was squashed. Now you have to do what I say. Go, go, um, go wish her well or whatever. And Alaria was like, well, fuck you, King. I'm going to do this no matter what. And I also think Alaria may kill, try to kill, um, you know, the, the, the prince or whatever at some point. Very, very interesting. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I, I agree with you 100% on the fact that I don't, I, a lot of people are saying that Duran might have put her up to that, but I, I believe her, I believe him and I believe the Red, Vi the Red Viper when they say we don't kill young girls in Dorne. Yes. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't put it above him to do some shady shit, but I don't think that, I don't think he ordered her to do that. No, it is far better for this kid to marry this girl and to go to King's Landing and be on the small council and put Dorne back in the Red Keep than it is for yes. this girl to die secretly mm -hmm. by his hand. Not to, that, that, that means not, like it has nothing to do. 
It has nothing to do with them. Any, anybody who says that hasn't been paying attention. It has nothing to do with the Lannisters. Oberyn went and got himself killed. Yeah, no, Ilaria on his is a own. loose cannon. She's going rogue. And to, and I want to see her head roll. Next season, here's my first season six prediction and wish, Phil. Ilaria's head to roll at the hands of big... Really, Dude with the pole out. Hota, area Hota. Hota, Hota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's my choices were that's very much based see. on wish fulfillment or wish crushing. Love and you, I'm John. Sure. For you too. Love, Love you, John. Were they fulfilled? Though? We didn't see her die either. We just see her kind of fall and bleed. She's away. dead. I, I think she's. Dead. I think that's just just to go to that not seeing it type thing. I think. For the, we saw a lot of that in an episode, and I don't think everyone's alive. I think, I think, I think it's safe to say that they know that trope and they were playing with it a little bit. And Stannis is an interesting. That's why one. they did it to multiple people. And the big shocker will be that everybody. Yeah, fuck that. Still alive. I don't buy that. We're, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but to go into a little bit what Bruce says about Duran's master plan, talking about the show based around the show, I think next season, and this is all speculation. If you don't want season six spe speculation, you may want to turn this podcast off because we're yeah. gonna do a lot of it. Yeah. Now, uh, warning: one, two, three, four, five, and six, seven. Be, so here we go. I what I think what I think with Duran is I think he is in line with Varys and uh, and Ilario and that we're going to find out next season that he is backing Daenerys to take over the throne. He wants to get Tristane in there to somehow just to have eyes there to eventually help Daenerys get to the get to the get to the crown. That could have been a, a plan of his all along is to get One to get them. hit Tristane with Danny Targaryen. I'm not, I didn't say with Danny. I don't think with Tristane with Danny. I just I think he wanted to get Tristane in the Inside. small in the small council so he could have eyes there so he could report to Ilario and Varys so they could get word to Daenerys about things. Just that I think he's a part of that plan. Yeah, I think he's covering his bases. Whoever ends up on top, he's oh yeah, whether Sorry. it be Daenerys or the Lannisters. Yes, he definitely is knows how to play this game they call. Thrones. Yeah. He's a practical man, not an emotional. He one. definitely likes being on top. So, so getting into our, <laughs> Vince says Doran would make a good ally for Danny. He seems like the most reasonable and just ruler in all seven kingdoms. So far, I tend to agree with you. Rachel says, "Well, she put Doran's son in danger. Joe might be getting his wish." Loner Incognito says, "Yes, they bet that ship better turn around and go back to Dorn." Gnome says, "Anyone think that Jamie returns to King Land King's Landing is outcast for raging?" by Raging Cersei, and we'll get the Riverland story of some version of that with Jamie. Yes, I do think next season, and we're going to get into that when we get into speculation and casting in season six, but I definitely think we're going to see Jamie in the Riverlands next season, and I do think Cersei's going to kind of like, get the fuck out of here and go to the Riverlands, deal with fucking the black... She was already dismissive and angry with him to begin with. A hundred percent. So let's get to our list. I guess we should start... Wait, because what happened? What happened? Uh, last time he went away, shit went out of control and they almost lost, they got attacked and Their all this children stuff. children are dying and, and it's all his fault. Right. And now he went away again and she got put in jail oh. the moment he went away. And so. Nersella died. Yep. He's useless to Cersei. Useless. Yeah, exactly. He, he doesn't serve any purpose. Since he lost that hand and he can't defend her, he's useless to her. And now she has, and now she has her Jamie replacement with the Franken Mountain. So that's that's a big. We build him bigger. We build oh. him better. So so getting into our list here, um, I think we'll start with uh, we'll start with uh, our favorite points, and then we'll get into our least favorite points. I do want to put up some honorable mentions. Uh, oh, oh, me too. 
that uh, that Stannis is acting. I'll do my I'll do me, my number three, and then we'll go to Katie, and then we'll do Joe's number three. Um, so, and then we'll go back the same way. We'll play we'll play that little game because there are some double. There's some double action. Not to do some spoilers. Are we here. doing? We're not going to do honorable mentions first. We'll do all of our. But what if some of our honorable mentions are actually on the list? Right. You actually might have to remind me what my third one is. I, I will, Katie. Don't worry. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll make the announcement. There's so many choices. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, honorable mentions should go last. So, number... Spoiler... Uh, now, first thing I want to talk about, that one of my favorite and least favorite things about this season, that right off the bat we got to talk about, is that this was the spoiler season. The fact that the first four episodes were leaked, and that whole big thing, that whole big thing that the four episodes were leaked and out there, and having them, and, and being able to kind of watch them before the episode, and take notes, and then watch the episode as, as a whole, and, and just enjoy it in the first four weeks, I kind of like that. It was I, It made me it made me wish we got all 10 episodes at once of game of thrones yeah. it made me selfish it definitely, it definitely made me selfish our, our broadcasts are a little bit longer because of that mm. uh you had the time to take more notes and all that and take take more care um it doesn't show too much because our broadcast is still pretty pretty long yeah. and yeah depth. yeah absolutely but uh and you do such a great job at it but you know i gotta say it didn't the, the whole spoiler thing aside from that didn't affect anything for me. I, I had no intention of watching the spoilers. I could have cared no. less. I just um, didn't pay any attention. I, I just thought just it was interesting. It it just took a big part of this season and was a big the very first chunk, one quarter of the season ultimately was really. It was just a very interesting thing. That's all people could talk about for a while. Right. Was was that? And it's it's worth mentioning and something that get kind of almost got forgotten about by the end. And then at the end and before episode ten, we got a whole shitload of other spoilers from from uh, these images. The images of Jon Snow dead. The images of Shireen, uh, or not Shireen, uh, Stannis's wife, uh, um, Shalise, Shalise, Shalise hanging, uh, and Cersei with the short hair. We got all those spoiler images before the final episode so it was an interesting spoiler season of game of thrones and uh and it is worth mentioning and also i do want to say that stannis even though he got so much shit and we can get into stannis because i'm sure he might pop up on some of our other lists here but his acting the actor that plays stannis this oh, season yeah. did such a fucking awesome job showing the full range of the emotions and showed me things that i didn't necessarily know not that i didn't think he could ha he, he just showed a different gear this season going from and playing with our emotions, going from the dad of the year to to screaming girl daughter, it was it was just I I really appreciated Stannis as a character this season. Yeah, he yeah he really had depth and dimension, and he did an amazing job. Yep. Very good, absolutely. So I guess to get to number ten on my list, let me find it here. It, it I mean not number ten, sorry, <laughs> wrong, wrong show. Number three on my list, and this is a moment. A, mo a scene. This is. I love this moment. I love seeing it. Whoops! No, I don't want to open that up right there. I want to play it. Here we go. Cersei Lannister. It's comeuppance. Good one. Move. What? Move. Let me go immediately. Now. You would order her to let me go. I am the queen. No, you're nothing, bitch. You're nothing. You're Fuck you. Me. Fuck you. Uh. 
And while we're waiting here, and and I gotta say, her acting all season has been unfucking believable too. She's so good, she you forget about her sometimes. And she just, she was so amazing this season. Look at me, Look at me. Yeah, no, she's she's. And this really is for you, Tim. Um, it's the last thing you'll see before you die. The last face you're gonna see before you die, Joe. She she's to, she totally is that that's happening, I wish, Katie. I wish they had done something to her. Whoa! Wait a second. What do you mean, done something to her? No, I'm sorry. To who? The non nurse Cersei. Done something oh. to Cersei oh. to actually make me feel like she has gotten her comeuppance. Yeah, no, she. Because hasn't. I am sorry, a naked walk through town. Which one of us? Come on, you fifty out there. Which one of us hasn't done that on like a Friday night accident? But with the food, Joe, with the food and the and the guys. Oh, please, that's like a Friday night dinner. I, you know, Joe, you know, that's me at the buffet. <laughs> like my shirt off, gorgeous. What was that, Katie? What was that, Katie? Well, the diehard feet too. Her torn up feet. Yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah, no, she. That's I'm tough. sorry. I feel like she deserves. Let's go through the it list was, of yeah, things no, of why satisfying. she deserved so much worse than what she has gotten that is a mere taste of what her comeuppance should be in my opinion and that's why i couldn't rightfully put this on my list because i, yeah. I didn't get any satisfaction from that threat i didn't even get her um actually yet doing anything about like she's still determined one second car yeah uh, we got we got a comment now from she's the back home and pissed. She still has hope. We and have the. She has Frank and. As much hello. Yeah, what's going on, man? As much as Cersei deserves to get her comeuppance, and I mean, she still got that trial. I don't think she's getting out of that trial because she's in the castle or whatever. If she tries to use the guards to stop them, Kevin Anderson would just say "fuck you." <laughs> but as much as Cersei deserves to get her comeuppance, and she will. The other person that deserves it way more, and it's a little kid, and I don't care. Fuck Ollie. Fuck yeah. Ollie needs to die We're gonna get, calmly oh, and yeah. painfully. Dude, did, you're not alone. Did you know that there is a? Did you know that there is an I fuck Ollie subreddit? So so make yeah, sure you. I've, I've seen it. I've been on it. Yeah, me too, dude. That, one thing I think that George could literally end this story. With the White Walkers came through, killed everyone, the end. I think he <laughs> likes doing the worst possible case scenario in every given situation. Thank you, my friend. I agree with you. Especially at this point, I could totally see. I would be happy with that conclusion. But, uh, but Joe, I wanted to say something about the Cersei thing. And that's why I picked that point, not the walk. As bad as the walk was, I felt like the moment when the High Sparrow turned the tables on her and the look on her face was the closest we've gotten so far to her feeling that, holy shit, she had no hope. At least at, least at the end of the walk, she saw that she had hope. She, she saw a conclusion. Yeah, well, and does he say? I don't think there is a trial anymore. She confessed. No, there's still a trial. No, there's tri that was just for. Uh, yeah, there's still. Thing. There's definitely a still a trial. He said there will still be a trial the for incest. the other the other uh, charges. Yeah, because she denied the incest. So. Or she oh, did. Okay. She denied killing she King. Admitted the fornication. Exactly. With, uh, uh, let's yeah. get into the let's get into the chat room here. Uh, sorry, it's four a.m. Says Bass Lindo. Have a good show. No problem. Check it out later. Tim says yes. Talking about Cersei. That was for you, Tim. Uh, uh, Sam says uh, this guy is so right. Being the caller, uh, Bruce says fuck Ollie, most hated boy across Europe. Okay, I gotta uh, say something about Ollie real quick. Yeah. I'm not sure I. I can't necessarily blame Ollie. I understand the hatred towards him, but these wildlings, he's a young Free folk, boy. Joe. Free half, folk. 
free folk. We've got half the people of the black that took him in, telling him that these are evil people, which he has also witnessed himself. And then he has John, who was married to one and wasn't killing at least the one that Ollie shot in front of him. Like, I gotta say, I think I would feel betrayed too if I was Ollie. Yeah, um, no, I, I get where he's coming. He's a young, we, boy. We've talked about that, but it's still just because you're put in a position to make mistakes and you can understand why someone makes mistakes yeah. still means they still need to cross through that gate and they still deserve a knife to the back of the head. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So as yeah. as Vince says, uh, when you think about it, though, what exactly did Cersei do that was so bad that, that we hate her so much? Besides her personality, uh, getting uh, Robert killed. I'm gonna answer that. She's rude to Tyrion. That's it. That <laughs> that's it. She's fucking okay. rude to Tyrion. That's okay. for me. For me, that's the whole thing. The way she treats. She's cruel okay. to him. Told, she is cruel. Told. Told. Okay, let's forget about all the incest cheating on her husband, having four kids. Yeah, let's forget about happens. the fact that, yeah, that her son was probably murdered by her hands unspoken. Let's forget about the fact that she told Jamie basically to kill Bran, so he threw him out the window. Let's forget about the fact Oh, that I thought that was Jamie's fault, Joe. They, well, both, they're both culpable. They're both 100% I'm sorry, as guilty no, as the other. And then they went and finished up before they went downstairs. You know they did. I better get mine. I threw that oh, boy out the window. You, right. We've seen what Jamie, um, happens when Jamie doesn't get finished. Let's see. She killed her husband, Robert. She also slept with her cousin, Lancel, a young, impressionable boy. Uh, boy. Um, boy. Uh, what else has she done? Um, she was a... Uh, it's she, good to be the queen. Any... any she, she ordered no, the death of... Don't know, apologize. Nymeria, ordered the death of Nymeria to protect Joffrey's oh, name. Oh, that alone. That right? alone. Didn't she? No, like, Cersei, we can't no, let this stand. No, they have no to be punished somehow. Joffrey's not responsible. Kill that girl's dog. Um, <laughs> the dog, yeah. The, the Not dog, wolf. But yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. Um, I, I think we've I think we made our point. Cersei's a horrible person. But but wonderfully entertaining. Uh, let, to kill John Aaron. <laughs> uh, Buggins says, I was just bored of the prolonged stink eye ollie shots. They could have used that for effective yes, dialogue or more one-one telling folks to do to do one. Yes, absolutely. Me too. I, I would have rather I would have rather seen that than have than have them focus so much on Ollie stink eye. I agree with that. Now yeah. we also have uh some plotting. Gnome White Gold says, uh, Cersei finally decides to use the wildfire catch and burn all this that all that spit on her and decline into madness. Tim says it's not that she's uh, is rude to one person. Cersei's rude to everyone, and that's who she's she is, and that's why I love it. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I added that that's why he loves it because I because I know Tim well enough to know that's possible. As, as much as her character is hateable, I have to say it again. She comes nowhere close to the women of the Sopranos. Yeah, but we in my loathing of. Of like, of, of Carmel, Olivia, and other stuff without a problem, and not be like, oh, I can't watch those. Other so, women. well, those other women are are relatable in real life. Oh my god, you don't run into too many Cersei's. So, Joe, do you want to? Let's get into our. It's let's get into Joe's this, and I agree with you, Katie. We you don't see many uh, people that are that batshit crazy in real life. Cersei's almost yeah, cartoon villainish, so. like. Ah! Especially in the especially in the book, she's even more batshit crazy in the books. So, uh, because because the actress Lena Headley is that her name? Headley, Headley, Lena Headley. She's such a likable actress in her real personality that that she her personality carries through in the character. So, but when you read it in the story, you just imagine I just imagine the bitchiest girl I knew Mm. in high school, like times a billion in. 
insanity. But anyways, Joe, you're number three. Let's play the clip. And then oh. you'll be able to say it. Joe's number three favorite moment of this season is... The beauty from beyond the wall. <laughs> Where you going, love? Aren't we better looking than a fat man? The question is, is she pretty down south in the real world? Or is she pretty because she's the only girl here? Not even in White Harbor. I'd want a kiss. Come on, love. Give us a kiss. Leave me alone. Oh, if you were my girl, I won't leave you alone. One little kiss. Come on, give him a kiss. One little kiss. It's lonely garden wall. Leave me alone, Raper. Leave me alone. Mood. We just want a little affection. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Get your hands off her. Uh-oh. Sam. Sam. Brother Brandt, I believe you both have guard duty tonight. Sam the Slayer. You're gonna slay me with that sword? Look at his handshake. Gilly. Sorry, one Gene says, You're right, Joe. Carmelo's a fake ass bitch. If I was Tony, I would have cheated on that bitch too. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Lock the door. That was the only option. Thank you. I'm warning you. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> So let me, uh, you can do it, Sam. You can do it, buddy. You can do it, Sam. You can do it. So number three on Joe's list is Sam saving the day as we're listening to it in the background. Again. Say it again. Say it again. Sam saving the day again. Detached honorable mention, Sam gets some. Yes, Sam does get some at the end of all this. I kept that in. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. That's the last thing you'll hear in this sound clip. Oh, my. <laughs> and as Loner Incognito said, and the cameo of Ghost. Oh, yes. Ghost. Where is Ghost? <laughs> where was Ghost? Uh, Sam says, a different Sam says, where was Ghost when you actually needed, though? And why didn't John say Ghost as his last word? Sorry. Get your hands off. If John is dead, what happens to Ghost and Longclaw? I'm sure Thorne's gonna want to kill Ghost, and and knowing the kind of dickery he is, he'll keep Longclaw for himself. I think John would protect Ghost before asking him to come in and save his life. That's yeah. just the kind of character John has. Yes. He would tell Ghost to go away and, and uh, secret himself with find Nymeria or whoever else is left. I don't know. I can't remember their name. Uh, Toucan right. Sam says ghost was locked away. Locked away. Daniel says, screw you, ghost. <laughs> Gwen says, uh, ghost leads the Night's Watch. Yeah, ghost, ghost is the only uh, capable one. He's going to be voted in next. <laughs> yeah, he should be. He'll be voted next. The 99th commander of the Night's Watch, ghost. He's all the way to Senate. I bet you all he has raped sworn. no one that we know of. <laughs> J John, I'm sorry, I said Gene, oh, but John, I, it's the. Uh, the going to be the next Lord Commander of the Night's I Watch. Watch. It won't be Thorn. And what's going to happen to Longclaw? He's going to put a Thorn pummel on it, and it's going to be Thorn for now on. It's going to be his. <laughs> oh, it'll be his trophy. So, Joe, what did you like about Sam saving the day? Talk a little bit about Sam. I just liked every everything about it. Listen, he's gotten a bump deal, as far as I'm concerned, in the show, which is all right. Um, there were some things that were left out that I thought should have been there. I'm not going to get into all that right now. And this stood for his character and how, how far he's come as his evolution. Yeah. Like, like who knows if he ever would have always been able to step up for someone else. But as we saw when he first got to the wall with John, he wasn't even able to step up for himself in training. Yeah. These people just beat on him and beat on him and beat on him. And over the, over time he was, uh, 
He's become the man of the night's watch that he is. He stood up for for this woman. Oh, Joe, one second. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Sorry. You know, he absolutely stood up for this woman, not once, but but twice. How is that perfect you know? timing? I love when life works out like that. You know, the good way. I'm back. I love when life works out like that. Uh, nice. So, so, you know, th- there's all that. And, um, and it's it's also it's more than just Sam saving the day. It was the whole scene, and it was including Ghost coming in. Yeah, and, uh, it really was. We, that, that he knew that Sam was in danger. So there's something there, some connection there that that Ghost has for Sam through John. Yeah, uh, he honored. I just thought John's the whole friendship. scene was great, um, and it, and it goes to show that even though the bulk majority of people at the wall and who've gone to the wall are the right, but. Faith, right? But not all of them. John isn't, Sam isn't, and there are others who aren't as well. Bleak, let's jump in the chat for a second here. Bleak Sand says, hey, Joe, maybe Sam's father will respect him now. We'll get into that when we talk about season six speculation. No way. But we'll get into that because it looks like that his father will be in next season. Bill, welcome, Bill. Gnome White Gold says, I have to say, last week I was waiting for the obligatory commercial to end before the recap last weekend. I laughed out loud anticipating Joe's rants for that episode. Uh, Sam says, I do love his interaction with Little Sam, actual father of the year. Claudia says, uh, tearing those orders started a big ripple in everything. Uh, Bill says, yeah, and when John climbed the wall, Ghost got separated and he went a long way around through the mountains of the Shadow Tower. Daniel says, unless he gives a shit for leaving the Night's Watch. Oh, his dad's totally going to give him shit for leaving the Night's Watch. Oh, Rachel says, Cersei would not want Ned saved. He would have exposed Joffrey. It's not Robert's son. It's Tywin who thought Ned's death would start a war. Yeah, Cer- Cersei didn't want it in the moment, but she was okay with it when it actually happened. And uh, wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Ren Renwood, welcome. I, d- I didn't see you up before. In Steel Sabus, Ghost must have been following and protecting Sam for a long time, actually. Maybe maybe he'll chase after Sam and come with Sam down to uh, down to Old Town, and we can bump, yeah. have a Ghost Nymeria meetup, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited. See, uh, when Sam, Sam leaves in the books, so his story is a little further along. I really like the shit that happened. It's just a little different. It would be a little different, so I'm and I got to say, not all the deviations that I've seen from the books do I mind whatsoever. No, some are good. Um, some are. It's just a different thing. Right. It's exactly it's I enjoy it's I enjoy change. both universes individually for what they are. Yeah. Some decisions I like, some decisions I don't yeah. in both situations. But obviously, George is the genius that came up with everything. But yeah. some of the things from a television medium. I mean, I love the medium of television. So it's interesting to see how that gets bended and molded into a show. And I mean, this yeah. this season's got more shit than other seasons for for people being upset of certain changes and and I get that but especially when we're getting into new stuff and some stuff is spoiling winter winter stuff potentially but I don't know I I've I've enjoyed this season for the most part is it my favorite season no was it my least favorite season I don't think so either it had my one of my favorite episodes of all time in Hard Home Jesus Oh, Jesus. beautiful. 20 minutes of my favorite television. Television ever, ever on any show like ever. Yeah. John I, the ground. Exactly. Wow. Not, not to mention, not to mention Joe. Or, no, we'll get to Katie's number three on Katie's list of, uh, of favorite moments here. It's very interesting because I do want to say, so mm, let's. Okay, no, I'll talk about it here. Katie's number three on her list is the Battle of Hardhome, and specifically, yes, 
One one the giant. Woo! I love one one. We love one one. This was tough to find sound clips for because it's just yeah, it's it's a battle. And he's just tossing them off like please. I have to say to back up your point, Katie, as much as we got kick-ass giant action in the Battle of the Wall last year, I felt like everything we got with one one this season was better than anything we got yeah, in episode nine of last season. Now what did it you was amazing? <laughs> now, absolutely amazing. I will wait, not not to cut you off, Katie, or not tell you you're not allowed to talk now. But little spoiler alert for the list that Hard Home might come up again a couple times. So so let's wait. Let's wait to talk about Hard Home for a little bit. Oh, there's one one. Oh, I heard I heard a one one. Yeah. One one. This was one one to the C part. This, this is me reenacting. <laughs> Wait, let me get the camera on you. Wait, do it again. <laughs> oh yes. And then we hear one one run again. But I, one one, one one was awesome. Where are the other giants? He can't be the last one. That's no. Denver, the last dinosaur. He's my friend and a whole lot more. Giants lay eggs. <laughs> maybe maybe they're like dragons and they can switch genders and uh and they can be something like that uh, we need more dragons but but and i wolves. and wolves yeah i i hope we see more wolves next season i hope we see the return of nightmare next season so getting back let's go to katie's number two on her list is oh, no is a very interesting one because number two on her list is also number two on Joe's list. So here we go, everybody. The wonderful. This is almost number one for me. Yeah, it was almost not. I it didn't make my list, but then it was one of those things that I read you guys put it on. I'm like, how the fuck did I forget this? Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. Oh, wait one second before. Oh, wait, the phone call first. Oh, call. Yeah, Let's take call. a phone call Jeez. quick. Oh, sorry. I, I hung up on you. I didn't mean to hang up on you, caller. Call right back. Hit redial. Hit, hit redial. redial. I'm sorry. I, There's a 10-second delay, though. Yeah, I hit, the, I hit the wrong button there by accident. For intermission. <laughs> For intermission, listen to this. Play. Why aren't you playing? Oh, wait. Because it's, cause it's action. I can see I have my work cut out for me. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. Too. Out. <laughs> this is number two on both Joe and Katie's list. See, a real sadist would have made those two other girls watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a he's a nice guy, Joe. He's an, he's misunderstood, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. So let me go over because I remember it so specifically. One of the eyes, six. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can talk. You can give a visual account for what's going on. Then a, a rag in the mouth. No, one in the eye, a rag in the mouth, six in the chest, one in the back, one in okay. the other Let, eye, and then a. Cut. Let's hear Aria talk here. What's she saying? Why is she doing it? I've gotten a few of the others. The many-faced god stole a few more from yeah. me. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. I'm glad he left me you. <laughs> stole a few from you her. The god. The god. Stole a few from her. Oh, here we go. Okay, let me let me put pause on this for a second. Put a pause on Arya Stark. Here we go, and we'll take our phone call since I hung up on him accidentally. How's it going, Carl? What's up? 
for the last clip, I wish you guys had done a video clip without sound rather than a sound clip without video. Because <laughs> I know you have to do one or the other <laughs> in order to like not so. get like taken off of YouTube or something. <laughs> but seriously, I really love seeing Aria Gal Gal Mary Trent Rise. So awesome! That dude. would have been my number one moment. So awesome! Bowing with uh, Jon Snow and uh, killing off one of the uh, White Walkers uh, with. Uh, Long claw or whatever oh, yeah. that um yes. that thing was or whatever. Yeah, long claw. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. The only reason I'm not showing video is because of bandwidth issues of a, of a, I don't know fast enough internet. Yeah, it would no, probably freeze was, up the whole we're thing. Low we're low oh, tech. We're low tech. Not because mine. you guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would make sense. Exactly. I've yeah, tried that okay. before and it's crashed the system. So, so, but uh, yeah, thank yeah. you so much, my friend. And uh, yeah, I agree. It almost, it almost made my number one. It was a tough. It was almost oh. okay. Mm. What can't I'll tell you what came down to it was um sorry, I just want to tell you later this. what came down to it, but it was almost my number one. You know it was who almost I am. my number one. I love you know who she is, Joe. That's right. I am not <laughs> 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 Do you know who you are? You nothing, bitch. <laughs> You're no one. No one! Bam! You're dead. You're fucking dead. That you're over. She reinterpreted her teachings a little. Yep. Like, uh, every, like every good scholar. Let's jump like in the every fanatical scholar. Let's jump in the uh, chat for a second. Ren Renwood says, uh, then it looks like she prays and then goes for some more. Dragon says, baddest kill scene of no, all seasons. She smears herself down in his blood. Yeah, it takes a nice little blood bath. She gives thanks with the anointing of the blood. Bruce said, mm. <laughs> mm. she, like, she like takes the Fight him his heart like it's Danny and the horse oh, from yeah. her wedding. Like she's got oh yeah. You gotta take his power. Bruce yep. says muscles, clams, cockles. Um, <laughs> Ren Renwood says, uh are are any cut off as you know what. Daniel says, I was jumping around and singing and clapping during that scene. Loner incognito, Aria will always just be will be Aria. John says, Jon Snow's not dead when he comes back or something. Legend. <laughs> Legend, wait for it. Derry. Uh, Ren says, what Joe, what Joe, that bitch had it coming to her. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that is Joe and Katie's number two favorite moment number? of the season. What is it's my right. number two? My number two is less of a moment and more of a, more of a vibe. It, it's basically... I can't get a fuck enough Tyrion fucking Lannister. Ah, oh, that's one of my, yes. Oh, oh, one of my honorable mentions. See, Every now listen, let me play some Tyrion quotes. Wait, 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 let's discuss this. And then chop off his cock. And sell it for a fortune. The world's cock has magic powers. Oh, we have no idea. Wait, 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 you, you can't just hand a dried cock to a merchant and expect him to pay for it. He has to know it came from a dwarf. And how could he know? <laughs> Unless he sees a the dwarf. dwarf. It will be a dwarf-sized cock. <laughs> Guess oh. again. <laughs> Dinklage magic. Dinklage Dinklage. The dwarf magic. lives until we find a cock merchant. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, I never in my life thought I'd see Adabisi and Tyrion Lannister together in a scene, and I did. And then it, it doesn't stop there. I mean, I granted this is before, but we also have him with, him with Jorah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh, 
Let's take a let's take our friends call. Oh whoops, something just happened with the phone lines. I'm sorry. It's it keeps like hanging up before it starts. Oh there we go. Let's take our phone call. Hey, how's it going, my friend? Uh yeah, I wanted to answer Joe's question. Where are the giants? They're we in the land of David and Dan cannot afford to have like three dragons and um uh uh uh, uh uh, ghost this show and then have to spend another um however much on the CG budget for giants. Yeah. So there is only one giant and it's the main one, which is one one. That's the answer where the giants are. Good point. It, it the great exact excellent point. And that's when uh, Joe and I talk about where's this guy go out because the script and scripted want him in. But budgetary, yeah. The the giants are in budgetary restraints. Giants for the background or something. Who are you? I, want I mean, giants. if you could make a hundred munchkins or a thousand uh, Oompa munchkins, Lumpas. But, uh, Oompa Lumpas. You're thinking. Oompa Lumpas. But again, that's Joe. That's a movie budget for a Tim Burton movie. This is a television series. HBO gives them barely any, and they shot their wad in in Hard Home. They can't. They can only do so much on a TV series. They no. need to do more films. Yeah. <laughs> I hold them that they need, they have set you a bar, they need to maintain no. that bar. So Joe, it doesn't stop there. We have, line. we have Tyrion and Jorah, which I fucking loved. And then we have, uh, this, this ultimately leads to Tyrion calling out Jorah for who he is. And then we have this scene too. It's even better luck to suck a dwarf's cock. And we have, <laughs> and we have Varys and Tyrion. Oh, wonderful. Apologies. Chemistry. I still don't see why I had to stay at this fucking box. I saved your life. If they catch you, they catch me. I cannot say I feel overly guilty about. So, but having you in that fucking box. But the. Oh, sorry. I I messed up. I played some. So then we also have Daenerys and Tyrion, which I like the scene. Pretty much any scene that Tyrion pops himself in, I enjoy. So my number two moment is Tyrion Lannister the whole season. I cannot argue. I, yes. Well, the whole series. I want to change my number two to everything with Arya. <laughs> okay. I told you. Yeah. Joe, when we were talking about this, I said this isn't like our favorite moments list. We can say something like that. But like when we get to our least favorite, spoiler alert, my number one least no, favorite you did, is. You did say. No, no. You did say. Yeah, I remember what you said. I remember what you said. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I specifically said that. Dreams. It makes it easier. There is no limit on hopes and dreams. No, no, and do you know what, Phil? I love, I really love that answer. It's and, uh, so before it was almost Tyrion time. Lannister is like the character is so great, so mouthy, so brilliant, so he is so powerful. Yeah, he is. He's a he is a giant of Lannister, really, and it's not a joke. That uh, Peter Dinklage does such a great job portraying this character. He embodies it. <laughs> I just, I want to say, Gwen says it perfect. Name one boring Tyrion scene. I dare you. Wait for every, you wait for every quip, every poison, every dagger to just roll and flow off of his tongue. And like, uh, when you pair him with, with Varys, and even the pairing with Danny, how he manipulated the whole conversation, how he inched forward, 
Um, sprinkle some Tyrion here. Sprinkle some Tyrion there. Sprinkle said, him everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Dragon, you're right. He made it so well. Again, it's what I was saying in the preview for the season, like Dragon just pointed out. It's you sprinkle Tyrion anywhere. He just he knows how to add some liquid to the scene and make it make it fun to watch. A couple of people were saying, weren't we amazed that Tyrion spoke uh, Valerian so quickly? Or it, he's just such a learned man. No, it shouldn't surprise us, but it did it because of just how slick he is about it. He's just he has all the growing up with Jamie too, at least this Tyrion. Growing up with Jamie, he has a certain level of charm that he's learned about him too, and and he uses, and in the in the books, he uses that the way he looks and the way that people perceive him at, to his advantage and puts you yeah. on edge, and then says the thing that you're thinking like, oh, what's the matter? You're looking at me, and for that moment, Tyrion Lannister is is shadow hope, makes him. I hope you're thinking it anyway because he's a really smart guy. So if you're thinking what he actually comes out and says. Beforehand. Now you now, can count yourself. To now, Joe, players. I have a tough question for you here. Who wins yeah. Westerosian Jeopardy, Tyrion or Sam? Oh. Um. In the beginning, I would have said Tyrion. Now it's kind of a toss-up. No, I I, I go Sam the whole way. Oh. Uh, well, there's a pressure that goes along with a game like Jeopardy that Tyrion would thrive under. <laughs> that yeah. Sam that might freak Sam out. Might okay. Hold under. Westeros. But if you're gonna just like here's a here's a standardized test. Go at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was using it more as an example. Sam. I was using it more as an example. Who do you think smarter, Sam or Tyrion? Sam. Sam. Sam? You think Sam is? Oh no. Well, again, when it's again, cold, cold when it's hard facts, when I would it's say yeah. Sam. If we're talking just Westeros history and cultures and houses and all this shit, it's gonna Podrick? be a good toss. But, but does Podrick? Could, could Podrick get no. in the game? <laughs> no, no, Podrick's not in this game. But there's a lot that Tyrion knows about the world that he's experienced, that he's drawn, that Sam... Oh, everyone, the chat room's going crazy. They say Tyrion. The first two answers are Tyrion, Tyrion. Yeah, I'm going to go because if you go over all of life and all the little aspects and, like, the gutters that life offers, Tyrion is freely explored. Oh, we got everyone saying Tyrion. Sam is very sheltered. He's only got the book smarts until he gets to the wall. So I'm going to change my my Take a look at the chat room if you go. We got Tyrion. Ren says Tammy. Token. Crystal says Tyrion. Uh, Gwen says Tyrion has, because of more years though though Most sam has more in the more life experience goes but then there's all that drinking and whoring and yep. his mind is a little might be a little bit rotten sam's is still fresh he's only just gotten it he's only sam's had his first pussy distraction ever so but, uh, but just reads bleak sand says it depends on the category and that's a very yeah. good point uh right. so if, if it's all of life and all all of life's categories you gotta give it to Tyrion. but if it's just westeros history you know, I might give it to Sam, but then again, Tyrion's had more years to read more books. <laughs> Claudia also says, been conferring with Aemon. Claudia That's says, uh, so, Aemon would beat them all. Aemon wins yes. the game. Uh, Claudia says, Podrick, <laughs> Podrick, uh, just the big wiener, not the big brains. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> and the kind heart. Yeah, it's all about well, the wiener. No, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, I soft guess, tongue. I guess soft you're tongue. right because they, they said he was average in size. <laughs> so I guess you're right. you're right. Here it is. Podrick wins the game because whatever it is, he had all those girls. They were just yeah. Who's the host? So is the host of our game think, a girl? He's got something figured out that nobody else does. So Podrick's the winner. Is a host a girl? I mean, if the host is a girl, <laughs> we might get some uh, quiz show action. If you know what I mean, going on, there might be some Charles Van Duren uh, play going. Okay, so let's get to Katie's number one first because Joe and I have the same number one, which happens to be Katie's number three. So Katie's number one on this list is a big moment that. 
I actually almost picked a moment similar to this on my list, and a, an honorable mention is when uh, Daenerys was in trouble. And I'll talk about it in one of my least favorite moments because it's couples with one of my least favorite moments of the season. It, uh, but in the, in the pit in where Daenerys was pulling the pulling the spears out of Drogon, Drogon got in her face a little bit, and this was Katie's favorite moment. And then he stops. And then he gives her the love. Oh. And then the music starts. It was basically the moment is when Drogon breathed and gave her the basic, the horse in her face. And Katie. The sharing of the breath. The sharing of breath. Son and mother. Now, did you love that moment because of it showed how much he loved her? The, the human pet, uh, the human, not pet, but yeah, the human animal relationship there. Yeah, it's the bond between two species, but as mother and son, and how protective he is of her, how in tune he is to her, even though she does that horrible thing to his brother and sister. We'll, we'll go. Oh, well, I want to. I want to say something. Just. I want to say something for you, Katie. Just, a little for me as a mother. Now, Katie, I want to point something out, and this isn't. This isn't justice, but. Uh, but it is justice. <laughs> I want to say, coupled with that, we're gonna go into least favorite moments here for a second. Katie's number one least favorite moment is this moment. Easy. So, Katie, I just want to, I'm sorry to jump the gun in your least favorite moments and play that for you. Here it is. So, yes, more. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's so horrible. So, your least favorite moment was, so your two, your favorite and least favorite moment, one was Daenerys actually showing she was a good mother and one was showing she was the shittiest mother in the, the world. terrible mother. She no, had, no, she never released her babies. That was my hope for this season. Number one hope, release your babies. And, I, and especially now that you know you need them and Drogon does too. Yep. I agree. Huh. I gotta, I gotta say too. Uh, I don't think the first one was her showing she was a good mother. I think it was uh, well, with the Drogon, moment, the connection. Well, the connection, connection there, but she and didn't that's necessarily show she, she doesn't like her other two. She, basically, she <laughs> doesn't like her other two she's kids. Not good, she's she yeah, that's the way it seems. She's one and of those the mothers that didn't do anything wrong, and they're the ones. She's that the same. Wait up. a second. Wait a second. She's the same thing as Cersei. She only pays attention to the oldest kid, and she's giving all her love to the oldest kid, and ignoring fucking Tommen, Viserion, and uh, and and Marcella Rigel over there, ignoring those fucking babies. Yeah. But yeah. what? It's the dragon that I love, not Daenerys. Exactly, yes, and that's what I, th I think it was more that. No. And yeah, the, it's. People seem yeah, to be pumped, Katie, that the that uh, you're back in your crow form tonight. Yeah. Well, it's it's her least favorite moment is that is a moment that just never happens. Yeah, she and never that she releases, never releases those things. Exactly. She never says that was my, you my can't be here. So I just wanted to couple the dragon stuff together. So Joe and I's number one list, number one on our list, our favorite moment of the year, and Katie's number three favorite moment of the year. Of course, it's fucking hard home. Oh my god. Now, I don't care if they didn't have any money for anything else the rest of the season. It was worth it. It was worth it for this. It was. If they had ended the season with Hard Home, do you think that that's a good Snow is getting stabbed in the first episode of last of next season? I would have been 
Should this have been episode nine? Should they have pushed it up to episode nine? Or does it doesn't matter? It doesn't fucking matter. If they had pushed this to episode nine, episode ten would have felt complete like ah. I, I'm not gonna say they should have shouldn't have done anything because they do such an amazing job with what no, they do. I have so. questions, but no criticism. Because I'm sure they have their reasons. Like it could have been a finale, it could have closed the season. It was but I guess I guess like any good story is supposed to have a peak and then it comes down before it finishes off, right? Like, yeah. But this was just writing. I found I found this season so interesting, and again I love I loved it. It's fucking Game of Thrones, but it was so interesting to the point where after this episode Hard Home, after this twenty minutes or so, whatever it was episode, everything else seemed unimportant. Anything that happened afterwards was intense and really good, but it was like it's like give me a fucking break. Everyone dies. Everybody. And then, gets, and then gets the fuck up again. Oh my god. Props to the dude in charge. And I love how he looks fucking, oh. He looks over his shoulder at the line of Drama. just still standing dead people that just stretches, what, like a mile down the beach or some shit? Like, and it goes pretty deep back from the from the water too. And then when he raises his hand, it just thousands Beautiful. rise from their just spot. Let's jump in the chat a little bit. Bill says the best part of Hard Home was when John parries the White Walker sword in Longclaw and they look the book on both of their faces like what the fuck dude. Yeah, the look in the White Walker's faces, you mean you mean skills going to have something to do with this fight? I'm fucked. When it really he's like oh, I'm not going to smash his weapon. I'm fucked right here. Uh, Aggie says who thought Alfie Allen Theon's acting was priceless. I meant to mention that in my in my uh Almost ones, my honorable mentions. Theon and his acting in general in the season. And it's I was going to talk about that in one of my least favorite moments. But yes. he was yeah. a strong part of, of the Sansa story this whole season. Watching him he, him actually mm -hmm. becoming Reek for the first time and turning physically into something different. Got to give all props to him as an actor. He did an incredible that's, job. That's why he ended up on one of my lists. Because he made me feel so much. Now, now, Aww. now. Theon Greyjoy, the actor. I can't Alfie remember. Allen, yeah. Alfie, Alfie. Now that's a bitch worthy of the Soprano name. Yes. <laughs> so, so. Way to go, bravo, Alfie, because you oh. have topped all the others in my mind. Like, even as Reek, you should still be suffering those poor fucking Miller boys. You son of a bitch. One of them could, some speculation is one of them's his son that he killed too in some uh, in some Game of Thrones uh, tinfoil hat theory uh, type how stuff. Do we, how do we, how? That he had okay. sex with one one of uh, the girls. Of course, that would be how. Would be <laughs> <understand>. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to the chat room a little bit. Uh, Bruce says, "Remember the Mendez brothers? Danny needs to watch out when she releases the dragons." Tim says, yeah, uh, does. "Well, no, because uh, I never know what to expect from you." Gwen says, "My number one is Danny and Tyrion's talk." Bill says, "Best." Oh, we already read that one. Uh, Aggie says, I really enjoy all the scenes with Sansa and Theon. The one where you tell her about her brothers being alive brings me to tears. And that was in Hard Home. Like, really, when I say Hard Home, the last 20 minutes of Hard Home, my mouth was on the floor, but the whole episode I amazing. thought was amazing. It was. That, that was also the one that had the. Uh... And for Aggie, I'm going to play this right now. Aggie. They weren't those boys. They were Bran and Rickon. They were your brothers. You've known them since they were born. Were, only... Only Bran, they were no one. I mean, tell me, 
I'm not supposed to say. Tell me, they weren't what? They weren't. Tell me why Bran and Rickon should be gone while you still breathe the air. Tell me to my face, Theon. Tell me that they weren't your Tell me nothing. Oh, she does an amazing job here. Yeah, no, I she got really stepped up. Handed to that girl, Sansa. Wait, Rick and who? Rick, yeah, who's Rick? And, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Rick, Rick. Who's this Rick? Who's this Rick and you keep about? talking about? And does he have a shaggy dog? No, fuck that. Now, Bill says my three worst moments in the season: Dorn, Dorn, and Dorn. Yeah, <laughs> and Dorn to, was that tough. was that was Phil's example to me when when if you think back to earlier in the broadcast, he said to me like, "So, Joe, I know your your three moments, so you might as well just say, you know, like." Dorn is your worst moment yeah. of all of all. Everything one, that happens. Everything in Dorn. Yeah. So and as, as much as I wanted to say that, basically, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was his example. <laughs> and uh Ren Renwood says he bragged about banging the Miller's wife, if my memory is correct. Yeah, that's where the theory comes from. That yeah. there's at some point where he talks about banging the uh the being the Miller's wife. And, yeah, usually if it's this. bragged about, it didn't happen. <laughs> especially with, especially when you're Theon Greyjoy. Especially when you're yeah. a Greyjoy. So let's get to our least favorite moments. I'll start with my uh, number three least favorite moment here. I fucking hated this show. Let me find it. Not, <laughs> wait, where is it? Uh, okay. This scene right here and this whole lead up to this shit. And uh, this was in the episode five two. I had all the episodes for that we were talking about if I didn't mention them before. But this was in the, the second episode of the season. Daenerys executing that guy in public. Yeah. Fucking hate it. Fucking hate it. Stupid. Stupid. Bad queen. Bad queen. Bad Khaleesi. And this, to talk about, this led into one of my favorite parts of the early part of the season when Drogon comes and sees her after all of this. Yep, a, a little tease, a little dragon tease. Yeah, little dragon tease. And I, li I like that dragon scene. I think the scenes, just from a visual aspect, when they shoot those like close-up scenes with her looking oh, at Drogon, those are the best visually for the dragon. Yes. All of that. The Drogon scenes were wonderful. His, there was a moment. There was a moment a during the. Uh, Sorry. During the. Fight oh yeah, here with Drogon. That was just absolutely amazing. The way his scales were were. Yeah. Oh yeah. Reflecting the light. Really and awesome. No, just, yeah. That, the, Joe, we're about to hear the hiss. The hiss is coming somewhere here, where she's we're yes. gonna hit, hear Dario chopping, and then we're gonna <laughs> we're all gonna get shocked by this hiss. Let's all hiss her together, guys. We're... Sorry, this is like awful for audio. She's like, I, I'm making the stupidest mistake of my life, and I am the queen, and you should all listen to me chop right. this man's head. Misa? Misa? Misa, John, John. I just thought this was the best example of her ineffectual leadership <laughs> of the yep. entire series so far. Just the fact that she didn't, sure. the yeah, fact that she didn't so just lost. kill the guy inside. If you're going to kill him, why do you have to bring him in front of everyone and incite a fucking riot? And see, the, the thing, the thing about this too, is this happens before Barristan dies. Yes. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, it's after Jorah is expunged, but I believe Jorah would have uh, said, let's kill him right away, too. Someone said in the I chat. I don't believe his advice would have been any different. So it goes to show that even with Barristan there, she's just still making 
like bad decisions. Like well, they're all knights but too. To answer, they're not rulers. They, they don't know what ruling truly is. They've followed orders their whole lives. Well, Jory not so much. But uh, well, no, Barristan's a knight. Right. To, to and they're, they're not advisors. That's correct. They're not advisors. No, so. they're they're diff- it's it's a different sort of situation. Uh, Bleak. To answer your question, is Drogon the only one named in the episode? What we just played when she visits them in the tombs is the first time we've heard them her say their names, I believe. But uh, she did say them. She calls them when she goes down the catacombs. Uh, I actually have that. I actually have that quote. Yeah, she uses it to help scare the uh, magisters or whatever the hell they are. Exactly. Yeah. No, but she actually she actually says she says that she says their name, and I'm trying. I'm oh, trying. Yeah, that's creepy, dude. You like? She's these are her her these that makes them like she's not just like calling dragons out. They're not no, just they're jumping out. Like she's that's calling big. she's calling them by her their names, and these are like these are our you names are good girl, member, but you know? need the bad pussy. <laughs> that's a little uh, hint of uh, the the. The, the last one on our list here. So yeah, so my number three is that Danny moment. And someone said in the chat the hiss was very effective too. I think from a visual, from an audio standpoint in the scene, I thought the scene was done done well. I don't think it was a bad scene. And that, that necessarily isn't going to be what we're talking about here. There are some that are both. But I just mean stupid, right. dumb moment. It just, I I was so pissed off at her. I, I thought this was like completely ridiculously dumb on her part on pretty much every level she couldn't have bumbled this situation any worse i agree uh so number three on uh we're gonna wait on number three on joe's list just to say that it's the same as my number one so we'll 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 get to that number three on katie's list is something that we have already played, folks. And I'm sorry to do it again to you, but it's Father's Day, so Father of the Year. Uh, Bruce, to answer your question, who feeds the dragons and cleans up? I'm guessing some Unsullied. They get into that a little bit more in the books. And certain things like that, that people are like, oh, it's two different universes. I mean, I say that all the time. Certain things that aren't explained like that, uh, certain extra details, I just I just accept that the book is canon for the show, too. That some Unsullied and people feed feed the dragons. Trailer landed on Dragonstone. This is Katie's least favorite. Not the first part, but ultimately the death of Shireen. That was horrible, huh, Katie? Uh, yeah. That's, I thought that was my number one. It was actually your number three. Your number one was the dragons not releasing. Oh, okay. Yep, not mine. <laughs> it's just a moment. It's so horrible to think about. I couldn't watch the scene again where she gets burned. Yep. When we watch watched, when we did a rewatch of that episode, that she was scene. like, "I can't watch nope. this." She made me change the channel, and I I got to turn it back after she dies. <laughs> I have to be reminded of the worst stuff because yeah. that's bad. Yeah, it's horrible. And let's let's get Katie's number two out of the way as well. while we're here? So we talked a little bit about this before already. So it is in general, Theon fucking over fucking over. Sansa, and I think, sp- oh. and specifically the scene that I pulled, I'm trying to find it here, is this is uh this scene when Ramsay shows Sansa the the woman from the north. Oh, that's. And this is ultimately when Theon betrays Sansa and uh, and gets the woman the in the tower killed. It starts with the yes, oh. Reek. How can I help you, Reek? And there was a lot of speculation too. I gotta say that people thought that uh, 
he had gone to the tower and Ramsey no he went there. to the, he went to when Ramsey's office yeah. no he, no, he, he bypasses the he tower completely the tower. he looks at it as he walks by and the room he goes into is a furnished room it's not a room in a burnt out tower there's a, a window on the on like it's it's Ramsey's room it's not some empty room in the past just to go into the chat for a second Aggie says I agree with Katie the Shireen was the most horrible thing to watch in TV history burning of Shireen number one Bill says that scene really burned me up man <laughs> Gwen says even though they couldn't make it more realistic it was still bad Sam says in Davos knew what was going on which is what was so heartbreaking he couldn't do anything Bruce says I hope her burning allows the resurrection of John we're gonna get into that a little bit later See, and, and that's one of the reasons why that that Celise or whatever her name is, Celine. Celine. Ah, yeah. Why she hangs herself? She should have died trying to save her daughter's that's, uh, she, life. That's like the, you said during the uh, during our podcast. She like she allows herself plane. to just get tackled to the ground like pretty easily, and yep. just and just goes no. Like she should have been clawing at eyes and tearing at these motherfuckers who are stopping her from getting to her baby. Yep. This was an absolute disgrace of a mother and a father in yep. this moment. It was disgusting. The most that was well throughout all of that little girl's life she was oh, locked up it was just Stannis was never the uh poster boy for right Papa whatever Hurt. he said about loving her she was still a, a shut-in girl she wasn't she you was know at in the, the, at the courts the yeah she was it, it, and in the end I, i'm at a loss for words of how disgust like i don't have the vocabulary it's just going to turn into a vile <laughs> you know mouth. outpouring of we, ha mouth we haven't we haven't got it we haven't got a jar yet for you to put money in quite yet so no, we, we got it <laughs> oh, katie i want katie i want to say what my number two is because it's associated with yours nine number two and i thought i had a quote for it but i guess i don't is ultimately the fact at the end in the final episode when when uh, Miranda corners Sansa that Theon is the one that kills her and Sansa just sits there to die like an idiot. The whole Sansa story for the beginning to the end being tricked out, having the whole beginning part of showing like that there's to be some revenge in there and her continuing to be a victim is yeah. number two on my list and it's really bothered me because if you watch- She dropped the freaking corkscrew. You dropped the corkscrew. What the she fuck are you thinking? Sansa. She didn't even once think of it as a weapon. She only thought of it like a pick God damn it. Do something something for your fucking self god damn like, it ramsey right anything Mauled. anything something. she like and as that, soon as his penis came out yeah thank you for saying off. that phil cut it do something for yourself sansa do it like at, at this point she is still dependent on other people for absolutely everything i'm surprised she dragged her own ass up no and Gwen, just to be to just to it. be clear i'm not talking i'm not talking about the rape i'm talking about in the situation with miranda in the situation with not being able to get up to the tower to light a candle and putting it on theon not trying to do it herself everything putting it on other people and not reacting the rape she had no control over that she got married and she got and she got abused i'm not saying that i'm talking specifically about about everything to deal with miranda she talks a big game to her in the bath scene about how don't fuck with me girl but when it comes down to it she's like fine I'm just gonna sit here and let you hurt me she doesn't charge her she's like oh you don't she needs me alive then I can fucking kill right. you that was the moment exactly Phil that was the moment where she had carte blanche to do whatever the fuck she if she gets killed in the process of trying to kill this girl so be then it this girl gets tortured and killed yep. herself 
and should have and and will learn the lesson that she should have never stuck her nose in and brought a bow in front or a crossbow in front Gwen of her says in the first it. place. Yes, no, absolutely. This was carte blanche to throw her off the Gwen, off the banister herself. Gwen has she a good thought that uh, little finger was going to be her hero. Yeah, and, and I think when he left her there, she left. She she lost regressed. Her sense of she re power. she regressed. Oh, yeah. immediately. She immediately she regressed. regressed. Gwen's allowed everything to happen to her. Gwen says so much potential for the Sansa plotline. It could have been so cool. They could have had a uh, a wedding feast. Yeah, and, and it ended up being just bleh. It ended up being frustrating. It was one of the things I was looking forward to most this season, and it let me down. That's all yes. I'm going to say. It, and, and, and I understand it's not so much about any of the controversy. I just, it's more about after the, that happening, I could rationalize something like that happening if it drove her to react, to try to kill him, to try to at least kill her, yes. to be more responsible herself for what ended up getting her out of there. And I appreciate what Theon did, but I wanted it to be on her. She says too, if I'm going to die, I will die with a little piece of who I used to be. Exactly. And Claudia says she a good point too. that she was ready for it. Uh, Claudia said, even Miranda said, oh, I get to make the choice then. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, oh, bitch, I choose. Sort of. Ah! Right. And, and, and ultimately, uh, there is no choice for her. And she, that's what she just finished just saying to Sansa. Like, for all the things she's been able to pick up in King's Landing, reading between the lines should have been one of them. She should have charged straight at her and threw her right off the fucking bed. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so number two on Joe's list is Shireen, too. We don't have to really go over that again. And number one on Joe's list, we have audio for this. I would but... like to go over that again. Phil. Oh, okay. What would you like to say about Shireen? To... Please. <laughs> Please. Please. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, no, no, no that's fine. So, uh, so if, uh, well, one more time, Stannis, Dad of the Year. What an asshole. What an asshole. Because this was a few episodes before. He's so nice. So nice. Phil, I love how you put this agreement over it. I mean, listen to this. It really drives home. Yeah, it drives How impassioned he is about loving her. And all you hear in the background is the future five minutes of her It's horrible. It goes on like this, too. It doesn't stop. I can't die before I get my dough from... You, sh you should hear that recording when it gets to the... You're, you're Shireen of the House Baratheon. I paused it, and then she just screams again. Ah! It's horrible. It's horrible. I, 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 had, no I had no joy making that clip. So I'm sure you oh. did. I'm sure you yeah, weren't like, this is no, awesome. No joy making that clip. That was a horrible time. That was really horrible. <laughs> so Joe, number one. Shireen of the House Baratheon. <laughs> Joe's number one hateful moment of the season is, of course, his miscounting of how many people Barristan Selmy killed and thinking it was two when it was ten. But no, is the death of Barristan <laughs> Selmy. The whole thing about it is like, the fact that it happened, the fact that we lost him. Horrible. <sighs> but we got this music, Joe. And listen, this is the sound of him killing people. We get. I, I was a. I was a little disappointed that, and here's here's something that we'll go into the speculation thing a little bit, and uh, and that kind of sits with me. Throughout all of this stuff here in uh in Marine with these sons of harpies, is, at first I'm saying you know this this is bullshit, 
why are these motherfuckers killing this guy? That the two best, you know, these are these are the masters of this city, commoners, shop owners, slave owners, uh, things like that, like that are putting up this huge rebellion, slaughtering all these unsullied in the streets, um, standing up to it, standing up to it, and then and then and then what? killing Barristan and severely wounding Grey Worm, and then in the future standing up to a dragon as they're watching scores at least a dozen three groups of at least five Mm -hmm. be burned alive by the dragon that just swooped in they're not running they're not fleeing for their lives which is an oh shit moment even from like danny who's who's accustomed to these dragons jorah's a little on edge you know Dario's on edge because of this. They're all a little bit relieved, but also like, oh fuck, a dragon just flew in. But none of these sons of harpies are taken off. In fact, they're sticking around to throw spears in. And that leads to this theory that I I heard from some some of these, uh, either in the chat room which is probably the case or somewhere that these are actually Dario's second. Yeah, we've got, well, we're going to get into that a little bit. We're going to get into that in a little bit at the end in the speculation. So we're going to someone, one of her Right? Someone asked a question, but uh, I want to jump in the chat room before this stuff scrolls by. Claudia says, but for the story, Sansa had to be in the victim for, in order for Theon to come back to normal. I agree with that. Rachel yeah, said, yeah, Rachel says, true. I agree with you guys, but at the same time, love that Miranda's dead. I don't care who killed him, uh, ki- killed her as long as she's dead. <laughs> then we get into the happy Father's Day and Bill says, I voted, but I voted Roose Bolton dad of the year for his how I raped your mother story to Ramsey. <laughs> Steel Sabus says, I'm a dick for that sound cue. Of course I am. And uh, Gnome says the greatest swordsman of Westeros dies to a dagger wheeling schmucks in the back of an alley. They pulled that exactly, exactly. He was he was the white cloak of the freaking Kingsguard. He was the 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 commander of the Kingsguard of the white white the gold cloaks, whatever the fuck they are. And god damn it, he's slaughtered in the in the in an alley by even twelve people is ridiculous. That gray worm is there too. Yeah. Like injury, uh, sure, I, death, no. I don't believe it. I and and, and yeah, it kind of would have been like, oh yeah, another TV moment. They're attacked by all these men, and they just and neither one of them dies. That's what his but life was devoted to. Exactly, exactly. Every minute of this guy's life is devoted to training and guarding and bodyguarding. Like I think, Joe, I think we have a guest with us. John C. Riley, are you there? Bonjour, bonjour. Well, from France, we have none other than Rohak Lali. How are you doing, my friend? Sorry, I got uh, your messages late. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, I could be better, but, you know, whatever will be, will be. What were your favorite you moments? Be what were your favorite moments of this season of Game of Thrones, John? Uh, oh, that's, that's a really tough one. Um, yeah. I would have to say... Because I was actually talking about this with somebody else. Um, the fact that we actually got to see the dragons in action in a warlike setting. like Because we've been yes. waiting for this forever. For probably since we saw the dragons. And then we saw them tiny. It's like, okay, they're cute. And then once we saw them getting out of control and eating and burning humans and okay, goats. Like, okay. Yeah, they're dangerous. But, yeah. They're yeah, they're dangerous. But when she actually was able to call and remember... When uh, Valeria, when it, the uh, the Valerian whatever king or whatever he he was trying to buy the largest dragon, and they actually when she said Draconis, he actually did as commanded. 
Yep. So she was able to actually do it in the ring and he followed her command. That was amazing. And be able to take out all those guys. I don't know how long that dragon is going to survive, but it was really cool to be able to not only attack and rescue her. We have a question about that later. We're going to talk about if she keeps acting like a dumbass. I don't know how long the the dragon's going to have to bail her out. It's crazy because I'm rewatching it. Man, her pimp hand was strong, like (laughs) toward like, you know, the end of uh, season three, season one. Like she was like, not only did she have, uh, uh, she freed Valeria. And then she freed the slaves. She took over the unsullied. She had, like, when she was marching, she had all those people going, uh, calling her mother. Misa, Misa, Misa. Misa, Misa, Misa. And then the unsullied, and then the dragons doing the march. Now, That's amazing. Now, John, do you have a least favorite moment? Do you have something that you really dislike this season at all? Huh. Now, uh, I will. I'm gonna get to. I gotta say, John, I really like that too. I, I like your your favorite moment. Um, it almost made my list for my favorite moment, especially when they like the up close of the dragon. I said it earlier with the shimmering scales yeah. it was fantastic. But I, you I know gotta tell a, you, that I really liked the whole thing. You know what's a great honorable mention? The interaction at the end between Tyrion and uh, I can't remember his name. Varys. Varys, Lord Varys, Lord Varys and Tyrion when they were talking about talking to each other because it reminded me of the because I'm watching it reminded me of the first interaction right after Tyrion became the master of coin. He was talking about getting revenge and uh, Lord Varys was talking about the wizard that uh, spoiled all his parts and everything. They were like, well, I need influence. Claudia, Claudia in the chat room says, and you were right. Unfortunately, it is not John C. Brohawk Riley. It is in fact, Christian Slater from, uh, from pump up the volume on the, uh, on the phone with us right now. He does. He does have Uh that voice. Yeah. People are thinking you sound like Christian Slater in the chat. (laughs) Right on, man. Right on, right on. I'll just. Uh, oh, that's, what, uh, that's the Christian Slater, man. That's McConaughey. Yeah, your least. What was your least favorite? We're about to get to our number one least. Oh, least favorite uh, has to be that backstabbing, um, the uh, the uh, backstabbing squire for. Uh, oh, for Loris. Loris is. Uh, Loris. That guy. Yeah. Such a cocky prick. Because. Yeah. Of course, going back to the original one, remember when he was first introduced to Lord Varys? And he's like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm a squire. And they were like, ooh, hot. And then all of a sudden, gay sex started happening. But what happened right after that? Who goes? Like, where does that little tattletale go to? Yep. He doesn't go to Lord Varys. He goes to Littlefinger. Showing that Littlefinger is pretty much, he has, he's like, oh, that's cute, Daenerys. You got a pimp hand. I got two pimp hands. My pimp hand is about the size of, of uh, Marine. Don't mess with me. Exactly, and I would agree with you that uh, that in the sense that it shows that how much power Littlefinger has and the information that Littlefinger can attain is so important to how he plays the game. And and I feel like we we're they purposely set up Littlefinger at the end of the season to not see what he was up to. He's got a, he has to have some other agenda going on. Oh, totally, totally. What, what's yeah, that, Joe? One second, guys. Joe, Joe what were you gonna say? Gone for a while, so if he if uh, if he wasn't sure who it was that snatched Jorah at first, there's a good chance he headed back west rather than heading straight back towards uh, towards Marine, thinking that someone was bringing Tyrion there. Who are you well, talking? Oh, you're talking about Varys. You're talking about Varys. Yeah, we yeah, were talking he was about on his way to Danny, no matter 
exactly what I saw it. So, John, we're about to talk about our, uh, our, our my number one least favorite moment of the season and uh, Joe's number three least favorite moment of the season. We already talked about Katie's number one least favorite moment of the season, which was the Dragons not releasing. But let's get into it. A lot of people have wanted to hear this. So I'm going to play some sound cues in there and the same thing as your channel. If you have to go at any point, let me know. You're welcome to stick around as long as you want. Yeah, so. So uh, my number one and Joe's number three, and everyone's saying in the chat, I know we've been waiting for fucking this. Here we go. You want a good girl, but you need a bad pussy. It is, <laughs> it is the Sand Snakes. Mama. And Dorn, just in general. Will it be war? Will it be war? Doran will weep for your father, but nothing else. We must avenge Oberyn ourselves. Without Doran, we have no army to march against the Lannisters. We don't need an army to start a war. Ugh. Queen Cersei loves her children. And we have one of them. You may have a problem. Leave Dorn out of this. Leave Dorn out of this. Dorn is the. If I had to marry any of the people from Game of Thrones, I would marry the Viper. <laughs> the Red Viper? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Red Viper, absolutely. Yeah, you because he lets you do what you want. Yeah, it would be a good time. Yeah, he's, a, he's an open-minded, cool, cool-loving hippie guy. that can wield the spear and shit. So, yes. Yeah, it's kind of funny that he's also bisexual, so go figure that yeah, one. Yeah, it's it's good. He's good, he's good for the party, it, and everyone in Dorne is. So I have to say, in general, I enjoyed Dorne. I know some people don't, but I enjoyed it in the books, and I was really interested to see, obviously, one of my favorite mm -hmm. actors from Deep Space Nine, uh, Dr. Julian Bashir behind oh, yeah. me, to be on the show, and he was underused. I was excited to hear see yeah, he Ariel so Hotel. underused, Phil. And, and I just feel like Dorne was a real big waste of time, that that time could have be could have been spent in bravos with aria i feel like aria got shortchanged because yeah. we spent too yeah. much goddamn time oh, in dorn or or could have given us more the the one second more story they oh sorry guys it's it's weird because we got lots of people uh talking so uh so joe you go first what were you gonna say uh they could have spent time talking about the ironborn story that they started mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna mm -hmm. we'll i don't get... know what john was gonna say and john what were you gonna say uh, I love Dorn, but the thing is, here's another thing that I it popped into my head. I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting I'm getting kind of sick of uh, the uh, the what do you call it, the many faced god, and that guy who looks like Nick uh, Nick Kroll. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm getting a little bit sick of uh, of the double sick talk. Of, sick of his rhetoric in that in that in that kind. Yeah, like that's getting a little a little bit tiresome. But I. Really like what's going on with Arya. Yeah, uh, she's the one that's to answer really some of the questions in the chat, Gwen, uh, Duran was in Deep Space Nine. He he was the doctor on Deep Space Nine. He's uh, behind that poster, uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's behind the Hall of Fame. Uh, a couple people, I just want to jump in the chat room. Yes, I do, and I definitely want to give a shout out here. If anyone hasn't seen it, please check out Aussie Man Reviews Dorn in Seinfeld video. It's just it's fucking hilarious. And in general, mm. please subscribe to Aussie Man Reviews. He is hilarious, and he does a really great job. One of the best editors out there on YouTube. I yeah, he's yeah, hilarious stuff. So, uh, so yeah, uh, uh, let's get off that. We talked about our favorite. We talked about our least favorite. I don't want to dwell on Dorn. We shit on Dorn, Dorn enough. Uh, the only thing I liked about Dorn is I think Ilaria Sand was really valid in her all of her concerns about what happened to the Viper. You can really understand how she was feeling, right, Joe? 
Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. What? Uh, she was an idiot, and I don't necessarily like that they had her be the person that was coming up with this plan, having been in the situation, seen the Viper die, and knowing that it was his fault in that situation. Nothing to do with right. the Lannisters. If she, if she had, if she had been in a stance much like uh, Prince Doran's Duran's stance. I would have been okay with that if these three young chicks were the ones flapping their beaks and arms about. Yeah, exactly. You know, That's why it works better. Not to get too into the books. That's why it works that. better in the books because it's not her that's in that position. It's another one of uh, another one of the Vipers that decides right. to be in that position, but they eliminated a character. And this is one of the situations where it doesn't work. Oh, we have a phone call. It's going to get really crazy here for a second. Here, let's take a call. What's going on, man? How is it going? Yeah, hello. The door scenes weren't that great, but I still hate that Jon Snow got stabbed. I know it happened in the books. <laughs> I know it happened the same way. But when I rewatch the episodes again, I can still look at Doran scenes and go, eh, at least I saw Tyene get naked, and right. I like the slapping game, and I like the bad pussy line. <laughs> that was kind of cool to me. But, like, <laughs> but like I cannot rewatch Jon Snow getting stabbed six times, and in the books, yeah, it only happened four. <laughs> no, very, well, very good his, point. Very his, good point, man. And I'm sure that's that is, a lot of people's least favorite. What, Joe? That is a good point. But but my my thing with that not being my least favorite moment is, I guess I've with with all the other shit when we saw in season two or I believe it was season two of the three Thoros of Mir mm -hmm. getting uh, taken taken uh, whatever his name was who was cleaved in half. And bringing him back to you know basically life, mm. um, I'm just not that Death upset not about Always. John dying, knowing that uh, Melisandre is there. So fair enough. We're gonna, we're gonna get into that. Let's shift. Powerful. Let's shift moods and check into some questions that we got sent to us uh, via email for the show. Some conversation stopper. So some conversation sparkers. So first, stoppers. this is from <laughs> stoppers. Yeah, sorry about that. This is from Nixt One Hundred. Uh, yada yada. Some of the some of the positive stuff. First of all, thanks for. In including me in your hall of fame it's quite an honor thank you for the donation of the wolf for katie to warg into i'm fairly certain that the body double cersei used is the same one used for brienne of tarth in season three i made an image out uh in an album to demonstrate this and i have the album let me see if i can copy and paste that if not it will definitely be in the comment section of the video so you can check it out later Note the curve of her waist and her hips in the fall of her arm and the crook of her elbows. Feel free to share the link with the audience. Maybe we can vote on it if it's the same ass. Wow. Anyways, next season's prediction. Right. Drogon accidentally scarfs up Danny's ring in the next meal and flies back to Marine, where it shits it out. A troop of unsullied are taxed into following Drogon around with buckets and spades and sleeves in hopes of retrieving Danny's remains. Two weeks later, Danny comes riding into Marine with her new Kalisar. Enter the Quiborg! You didn't disappoint. Love you guys. Have a great, have a great time. Thank you so much, Next 100. Have a great time and hope you share, join us for some of our uh, recaps. And this is from our very own in the chat room right now, Tim. Dear Aria, how many kinds of badass are you? 
well, Joe, it seemed like Arya wanted to hurt him more than outright kill him. I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember a mentor of mine told me that pain's going to happen, but suffering because of the pain is a choice. So, well, the point is, well, Arya, she knows how to move past getting knocked down because she gets it. But the deal is he, he is bigger, which let's be honest, everybody's bigger who isn't Tyrion, bigger than Arya, that is. But Arya understands that 90% of people cannot deal with a punch or punctured lung, uh, which won't kill you. But if it will make you breathing or sucking blood and then you stab your eye, which won't kill you, but blind you. It was a, it, it was, yeah, it was a hell. It will kill you eventually. So he, she set him up to majorly be fucking tortured. Well, you gotta understand, yeah, so you gotta understand too, that Arya was put in a cage that was directly across from Needle doing his Needle, uh, not Needle, what's his name? Uh, Poliver? Poliver, yeah, Poliver. Poliver. Uh, doing his work up at Harren Hall. So he got to see this guy torture oh, dozens of yeah. people in front of her at Harren Hall. Now, so one by one. To answer so, Bruce's question, are any of the dragons female? Uh, and Bruce said the dragons yes. are unisex. Yeah, yeah. No, they're they're all they're unisex and someone uh, I'm I believe uh, I Emergency Awesome said this or I learned this information from Emergency Awesome is that you can the dragons can become whatever sex they're needed in the situation. So they can mate. So they're very well might be in the uh, catacombs of Marine. Those two dragons, uh, Rhaegal and Viserion might have uh, mated and laid some dragon eggs. They may be too young though, but I don't know. But I think, I think dragons can change their sex. So this is from Steven. Welcome Steven. Was this the record as far as deaths of ca of like main cast members in a single episode in the finale? Celise, Stannis, so. Miranda, Marin Trant, Marcella and John. What do you think Miranda did I main cast member? What was that? Miranda's not necessarily main. Neither is Marcella, but supporting cast. I guess this is the most deaths in a final. I mean What about the red wedding? But about good point, John. Oh yes. There were a lot. Let's count the red wedding. That was two. That was at least two main. Two mains and who else? And who else? Died? Three, if you count by this list, because if Rob. you count Rob's wife, she was not a main yeah. character. But well. if she's on the same level as Marcella or or Celise or something like that, at least. Yeah. Uh, she did it with an oyster <laughs> knife about about Ren. Dragons can switch sexes if they need to. Dragon said, cluing yeah. us in about his race. Okay. Dragons. That's that's so convenient. It's very it's very it's a very convenient skill to have. Uh, she's Aggie says, and G, George R. R. Martin's going to do it when it. Uh, run, what's he going to do when he runs out of major characters? Give the throne to some minor characters. Hardly ever seen the show. G Gendry probably. Emergency. Uh, Bruce says Emergency Awesome is a very smart man. Yeah, he's awesome. He's as long awesome. as you're alive, Ned Stark is no longer a main character. Yeah. They moved on. Robert they got Baratheon. over it. Robert Bradley moved on. Got over it. Here's, It'll keep happening. You know, the story goes, people die in life all the time. Life goes on. Right. And yeah. good, good point. Someone said it wasn't a, it was episode nine. Some, they were saying, was that the most we've had in the finale? Then yes, absolutely. Uh, Basquat76 says, I have a theory for you guys to discuss. We haven't mentioned this guy in a long time, and we're going to talk about him when we get into predictions. But how about this? Bran is the Lord of Light. In the books, we're told he can go back in time and see things and whisper to people. Uh, what if he has learned all of this and is now an old man looking back at the whole story, sending messages in the fire for someone to see to interpret it? What could Bran be the Lord of Light? I don't think so. He I, needs to get geez. a lot clearer with his messages. Oh, yeah. They're not getting through. He, he, what, what did he have against poor Shireen? <laughs> she was supposed to. He's like, like fuck he's, that bitch. She needs to die. <laughs> yeah, or someone's perverting his messages and he needs a new. Uh, 
communication. Yeah. Jeez, that's a. It's an interesting theory. It's a stretch. You know. It's a stretch. I I I guess I never. I never even when reading the books, I never even like put too much in Azura High or whatever. Like for some reason, we're gonna get into yeah, the Messiah will come off. Oh fuck that! Joe, we're gonna get into a lot of Azura High. What was that, Katie? Already shown that. Prophecies and and omens, they just kind of come and go. We're going to talk about this. And also the fact that a lot of the time from the Lord of Light, we're getting it from Melisandre's perspective. And Melisandre is very untrustworthy. So I do want to get into uh, a couple quick shout outs too, because Toucan Sam said, I like Red Team Review. I love Red Team. Carmine's fucking awesome. Carmine's a fucking hilarious. I also want to give a big shout out to BarTube, who's one of the smartest book uh, book to show people out there. So if you haven't checked out her channel too, so there's a lot of really awesome Game of Thrones people. Like I said yep. in a comment, I want to be like uh, Miracle on 31st Street Santa Claus and and direct you guys to all to. I don't care. I mean, share channels in the comment section below if if you know some good people. Preston uh, Jacobs, if you're into his style, is also very awesome. What was that, John? I have a question for you guys. Yes. Uh, to, I guess it's probably my last question. You guys asked me one. All right. Um, out of the whole entire series. Um, tell me this. What is the one character that was in the earlier parts of the series mm-hmm. that disappeared or ha- you haven't seen them yet? They are still alive, but you would like to see them come back in season six because the okay. reason why I'll I go first, up, it reminded me, uh, you spoke of the Lord of Light. Uh, my favorite character that I would love to see come back and do some fighting. I know what you're going to say, yeah. On Derry. Beric Don Derry, yep. Yeah, six, six times got killed, brought back by the Lord of Light. He's been killed by the Lannisters. He's been killed by the Wall. He's been killed by the Hound. And he still always seems to make it back. So that leads to what will happen to Jon Snow. Is there a possibility of that? No, that very, very good point. We're going we're gonna to get into that a little bit more later yes. with uh, with some season six predictions. But yeah, there are definitely some people that I, I have on that list. And I think Joe and I are about to say the same name at the same time. One, two, three, Rickon. Yeah. Well, well, Who was with Rickon. Yeah. There's, there's Rickon that falls in that list too. I, I like, I, I would love to hear more about Beric Dondarrion. I yeah. want to get into that too again. Like that, that's a that's a good point. And I I always try to bring him up, and I always say anytime I say Thoros of Mir, I mean to say Beric Dondarrion is on top of it, <laughs> but I can never remember the motherfucker's name, and I'm always like, and that guy there that he brought back, you know. But yeah, uh, and there's a whole storyline that goes along with him and his little band there. That it's uh, it'd be good to see. Ag and it, it would have been I, and instead of giving us that freaking trash that we talked about they could have given us this instead and uh to answer to yes and one poor person we forgot to mention comic book girl is awesome as well aggie says sorry for my poor english no no don't apologize i have poor english and i speak the fucking language as my first language. language don't ever worry about that yes uh collective mayhem says yes preston jacobs is pretty cool lots of interesting takes on book stuff i really like his alliance of iron throne series me too i like his uh new series as well he's doing as well welcome caller what's up buddy Hey, going to off-camera depths of people that, like, I'd like to see come back, although yep. it's actually not a person, but uh, I never did see Lady die on screen. Yeah. Like, the, when Ned was supposed to kill her, they cut away in the first season, and they never did show that on screen. I hope, I, I, I hate to bring, I, I feel the same way, I'd love to see it, but I, I fear yeah. Lady's gone. I th- well, I, it's kind of just, like you were saying about Stannis. 
And Nymeria's on that list, too. Nymeria's... You never see them die, it means they're not dead. The Umbers, yes. That's what you said. A couple people answered John's question with Gendry, of course. Gendry's a big person. I'd like to see uh, complete complete the circle of that. Come back Um, with his bull helmet on to take over the throne. Now let's get see an army of wolves and crows. Let's get into our Woo! next question from Far Cloud, our wonderful friend, Hall of Famer Far Cloud. I keep hearing book readers mention how different things are from the TV series. Just how skewed do you suppose G- George R. R. Martin would allow that to be? To answer that question straight out, he signed the rights over to them so he can advise them, but he really has no control of and, uh, from the things that I've read also, he stopped basically there's been no communication for a while between he them, looks at basically this for drama. any of this season right so ultimately he told them what they need to know about how the story ends and he said get there on your own i'll look at things he probably has more to do with the telltale game than he does the tv show to be honest with you but, but uh so i don't think he has any uh control over that uh was any part of lena headley's nude scene really her okay we've i've got a lot of information about that let me travel down to where i wrote that i think do i have it down at the bottom uh, there we go. I'm going to read that because we had a couple questions about that. For the last oh, the week, pe- for the last like week, Blackfish is a good answer too. For the last week, people have been buzzing about who's dead, who's alive, and what's coming up next. Game of Thrones, people have also been buzzing about that harrowing walk of shame Cersei Lannister took through the streets of King's Landing. While most fans, blah, blah, blah. It was not her body at all. It was this woman named Rebecca Van Cleave. You can do some Google searches on her name and just on Walk of Shame. Wasn't there at least one full frontal? Of her it, that was CG. That she they CG'd that. They CG'd uh, oh, yeah. Cersei's yeah. head on the boob body. Why? Let me read this. Wow. Let me read it. So how did Game of Thrones pull this off? Why did Healy strip down instead of herself? And should we know that Healy, blah, blah, blah. Van Cleave pictured below the actress auditioned for the role of Cersei's body, and, and it was actually the most comfortable casting I've ever had. The two actresses worked together to help achieve the illusion that it was a person's performance. Healy wore a shift, and it was shot above the shoulders, and Van Cleave's nude body was used for the full body shot. Healy took care to coach Van Cleave through every step of her journey. Van Cleave said Alina was so good about walking beside me and guiding me to what Cersei was thinking in every movement with her boobs. And we play we were playing tag team. Oh yeah, you were. And uh CG was used to be- to blend both performances. Sources say that Heedy opted not to partake in the nude scene for a variety of reasons. It's speculated that the big reason was that the actress was pregnant. However, Heedy also spoke out in the past to Vulture about her reluctance to be nude in the show. Uh, this was from a Vulture story, by the way, tied to Cersei's power. I said from this was from Lena Heedy. I said from day one, and uh, that I've got no problem with nudity. I've done it in the past. I've done it with my career. But for this character, it's been better for her regality and her uh, fierceness to not bear flesh until she has, has to, when it's out I of her control. And if that ever happens, it won't be Cersei being seductive or sexy. She'll be stripped. That kind of a scene will have more power if it's not an everyday occurrence. I can't wait to do that. Well, So then why not do it? Because she's stripped here. She's stripped down exactly what her quote is. This is the situation she says that, that, that it needs. Okay, great. So you're not showing tit and ass every week 
fucking fucking your brother and fucking Robert or fucking your cousin or whatever. But this was the scene you exactly quote saying that it would be worth it to do. And instead, you make them bust a nut and all this big fucking wad on on this CGI instead of giving us more fucking one one. Does it piss you off? Doesn't that piss you off now that you know that it that was CG boob money was spent to CG boob that? It flows. It's okay. You don't notice that it's her. It's a floating head. I certainly didn't. The body's fine. It's a nice body. Okay. But to give that reason and then not do it in the very specific fucking scene that calls for it, go fuck yourself. What? You're a bullshit fucking... Do we know it was her choice not to do it? If she yes. was pregnant she has her a fair, body Kate, and, and her body Kate, is she has that's a, a different story. And someone said in the like, chat room, I, one second, Joe. She said in the chat, sorry to interrupt the rant. Uh, she has in her, she has in her uh, clause a no nudity clause in her contract and and okay steel like i said if she is pregnant if that is the case then then that's a difference her her body might not be in the shape that the producers even wanted it in for this for this pregnant joe she is but if that's that's not the case thank you steel savis i guess i I will give her maternity leave oh wait we got we got a call let's take our call one second caller and fuck her hypocritical bullshit okay what are you gonna say caller uh, she was pregnant, Joe. Like, I think she was, like, so pregnant that you really would not have wanted to see her naked body. <laughs> thank you, but thank you. Thank you. The voice of the chat room. The voice of the chat room telling us, telling us what it is. Where's the rabbit? Oh, my goodness. And one more question from Far Cloud. Is uh, George R. R. Martin going to start killing dragons when he runs out of characters the fans love? Do you guys... Do you oh, got yeah, a dragon is going to die? A dragon better be a dragon better die. There should be no reason why a dragon doesn't get killed. That's, At least one of them has sad. to die. To, to, especially and one of them should die in the dungeon to teach Danny a lesson. I was just gonna say yeah. that, you don't Joe. Lock your kids in a fucking closet, you stupid. One's gonna die simply because of who their mother is. And the last part of the Far Claws <laughs> question is: Do you already know what season six Shocker will likely be? Can you guys hint at it? Um, ultimately, really, we're in the same position you guys are. We don't really know what the big thing's gonna be. I will say this: uh, for and I don't want to spoil anything in the books for some things that haven't happened yet. The only hint I will give is that one second caller i'm gonna answer you but uh one second caller the only hint that i'll give to that is to say not everybody that we know right now is what they seem i don't want to spoil any more than that but that's all i'm gonna say uh what are you gonna say caller uh if you want proof joe go to uh lena henley's house and when she has the baby you can catch it I'll, I'll be happy to he do can. that. He can. Permission. I'm sure he will. I'm sure. When he will. I show up, when I show up on tell that you sent me. <laughs> but but yeah. So that that I know that's like the vaguest thing. But in some characters that we've known the way they are, they may not be what they seem. And I'll also say that if they hold to some things, we're gonna get some surprises happening at King's Landing. That's all I'll say. To our next second. to our next question, Tom. This is. What? What are you talking about, Phil? Exactly. What am I talking about? Someone will understand what I'm talking about. Tom says, hey, Phil, Joe, Katie. Hope I'm spelling Katie right. I've seen Katie spelled seven, a few different times, five different times. First off, I want to tell you guys I absolutely love you. We love you. Sorry I had to get at least one. Oh, I just want to say like they wrote, I absolutely fucking love your show. Sorry I had to get at least one curse there for Joe. I happen to be, <laughs> I happen to be scouring YouTube in hopes of quenching my thirst of all things game, blah, blah, blah. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Even better, I got my girlfriend 
girlfriend DB in the chat room. If DB is checking us out, thank you, DB, who's a total Game of Thrones junkie and loves you guys as much as I do. Anyways, now looking forward to your actual show as much as looking forward to the episode. I look forward to talking to you guys in the chat, and you guys are really awesome. I look forward to this all week. So my girlfriend and I are actually going to be at the beach this Sunday night, so we won't be there, but I want I have a bunch of questions for you guys to answer. First off, Jon Snow. I'd like to start here because my girlfriend is obsessed with Jon Snow. So is mine. Uh, she loves so him and was reduced to tears during the final moments of season five because despite Tyrion being my favorite character, Jon has quickly become 1A for me. I'm familiar with the books because DB has read them, but I'm no expert of the things that have been addressed in the show. Question. Odds that Jon Snow is really dead. I feel like the fact that George R. R. Martin made the creators of the show tell him who Jon's real mother is because they got the green light to make the series is the fact that a couple of Melisandre's prophecies and Danny's visions in the House of Undying seem to foreshadow Jon playing a part in the future of the Song of Ice and Fire. And in fact, that Stannis, now dead we think, Jon is really the only character in a place of power who can get the real threat of the White Walkers. Uh, makes him a close to indispensable character out there. And at this point in the story, line repercussions it does it exactly does and and that's that's why he has to die and killing him makes makes the realm like now now if he's gone if he's actually dead it's it's a clear walk and once they get past the wall there's like yeah yeah it's someone said the fact that they turned around and killed Jon snow who everybody saw strike down one of these fucking things they're all like eh big deal now, Sam did it too. Now, jo- now, John, what was what was your reaction seeing Jon Snow die? Do you having just kind of seen this for the first time? Some of us have known I was this. Shocked. You were shocked. No, did I it- was shocked because he, man, um, that little runt. Not only that runt, wasn't he also responsible for killing Jon's wife? Yes, or, or his girl? Or, yes, Ygritte. His wife. Ygritte's his wife. Yeah, Ygritte. He killed Ygritte. He, uh, he's like, oh, they killed my parents. It's like, dude, get over it, man. You live in a time of war, and you're safe now. You're with the Brotherhood of the Wall. You're with the Watch, the Crows. Yeah. Uh, like, having him do that last one him. for the Wall, I'm like, and, and hearing John's last words, I was like, man, now, what the hell? Now, my question, though, John, uh, is, <laughs> no, my question about John to John is, and for everybody in the chat, and Joe and Katie now, too, do you think John's coming back? Yes yeah, or no? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Joe? Yes. Joe, yes? Um, here's the thing. I want to say yes, I do, but I'm scared that no, he won't. Okay. Katie, I mean, what, everything what? points to yes, he will. And that's and that's why this didn't make my list. Maybe I was so pissed when I read it in the books. I was absolutely, like, I was beside myself. I don't, I'm not a big reader. I threw down the book. I ran into the other room. I was like, what the fuck, Katie? This is bullshit. They just killed this motherfucker. What the fuck? Oh, I was beside myself. I was much like my Stannis rant the other night. Uh, but I, 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 I got to say, the longer I've had to sit and think about it, I think the longer, I've, the more I've pushed it back and compartmentalized it so I don't have to think about it. And it was just kind of like, rereading it and putting putting that scene back in this compartment so joe I no fear, no i fear that he's forever. so alive or dead make the make the pick make the pick put the bet on the number you're playing roulette here there's no play in the corners i will i no corners black or Can white I black i go red, red, red doubles you're going doubles there no red or black here joe red or black that, uh, that, uh, i'll say i'll say he's gonna 
And here's the thing. This so answer much. the question, this Joe. Answer the question, Joe. Answer the fucking... Katie, okay, Joe, hold your thought. Hold your thought, Joe. Katie, what do you think? Alive. Alive, okay. Back to you, Joe. Go stall some more. We have... We have... We have, we have Melisandre's there to bring him back. We have precedence of the Red God, you're, you're the ultimate fence walker, back, dude. You make a make have, a decision. Are you writing a thesis? Paper? Yeah, exactly. You're making a decision. I asked for a one word answer. <laughs> yes or no? Dead or alive, Joe? Will he come back? Will he come back or not? I think he'll come back. I think. Okay. I think he's he's definitely definitely coming back coming back this isn't the last okay and, so. and we have we have he's this whole one of the other things that makes me point to this is that oath that they take to the black and that he's he reneged he said no to stannis i won't let you legitimize me and take me away from the black yeah like all this stuff like that oath kept him there this i believe he died everybody knows he died if he comes back everybody will know that he came back this, I believe, would release him the from goals. his oath to the wall. Yep. However, even though I think it technically does, do I think it will in his mind? In his mind? No. And do I think that the betrayal that his brother showed him will be the thing that makes him release Wipe that him in off. his mind? No. Both those things I say no, and I say he will still be the type of person that is bound to the wall. Honorable to a fault like Ned. That he sees that his battle is that with the white and not going back to Winterfell or any of that bullshit. We'll get to that a little bit later. Alive or dead? Jon Snow. <laughs> You're... Hello? Hey, what's up, man? Caller, live or dead? Hey, Jon Snow. Hey, uh, if Jon Snow stays dead, uh, I have a. This is the only way I want to see the wall again in the show. This is not my thing, but I like the idea. Um,. As the White Walkers are coming over the wall, you see like that um, that the wall has run out of food, and like everyone is dead except for Alistair and Ollie or whatever. But you see, you see Alistair eating Ollie, and then he chokes on an Ollie bone and dies. As like <laughs> well, the White Walkers are Ollie coming over the wall, and that's like the, the end of all of them. Awesome, I, I like that. Oh, what what was that? You'd rather see the Thens eat Ollie? No, I'd rather see Ollie eating Alistair Thorne just like the Thens did to Ollie's parents. So Ollie goes full circle and becomes the very thing he hated, which is why he killed John in the first place. Steel Saber sent me a message. Send this to Joe or a portion of this article on the podcast. It's uh, <laughs> Lena, it's no, it's the Lena Headley confirms uh, the pregnant. Pre pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And now here's the thing: if she's one week pregnant, okay. big fucking deal. If she's a couple months, you got to remember this was filmed a year ago. This wasn't filmed like this week. And if she's pregnant, baby. if she's pregnant now, like how how pregnant is she right now? No, is it was she, it was, was when only the, one week or one month. Read pregnant? the article. Because no, no fucking. Look in the no, chat, no, Joe. No, no dice. Steel Sabers. If she has a kid right this minute, then yes, okay, she was like Joe. pregnant during the film. Joe. Anyway, anyways, what, what were you saying, John? All right, here's my uh, crazy off the wall uh, <laughs> idea. 
Yeah. John comes back, but he's not brought back by Melisandre. He's brought back by the uh, Night King, the the walk the walkers. Yeah, the Night King, and I, becomes the Ice King, and becomes the, the ice, ice in the King. the Battle of Fire and Ice thing. The song becomes yeah, Vanilla he Ice. Takes the the fire. He, he takes the ice. <laughs> becomes army, Snow Ice. He goes against in Daenerys and her dragons. So. Oh my god! I like I, I like that. I like that. Oh, he be- stabbed Daddy Snow. Two, down yeah, blank, yeah. blank, blank, blank. <laughs> guys, we don't. We don't say we have you guys in the chat room are fucking hilarious as usual. You guys are cracking me up. I'm like I'm like reading it every once in a while. Like ah, I fucking get lost in it. You guys are hilarious. So let's continue with uh, this question. Repercussions of him being Azor Ahai are resurrected as John Targaryen. If Melisandre does bring him back, what implications would that bring? Does he get a new body? Can he be killed again? Sorry, the stuff I'm not familiar with. If we are to assume that she used the same power that better. Uh, that Thoris of Mare uses to bring back uh, Beric Tar- t- uh Sorry, can someone say that name? Because I'm going to fuck it up right Beric now. Dondarian. Beric Dondarian. If I just got in a weird uh, voice point that I would have uh, fucked it up every time. I would have gotten to a Yosemite Sam. That's all, folks. Uh, it will he'll, he'll revitalize the body, but he won't be the same. He will have his, lost his parts. Thing, I, don't, I know Melisandre's there, <laughs> but in my mind, if she has to bring John back, he is not Azura Ahai or whatever. I got like, if you're this mm. fucking god warrior thing, whatever, uh, you shouldn't hero. have to be brought back by some cheap freaking fire priestess reading the. I want to read the, the other. The I want to read the other side of it too. If he does warg into ghost before he dies, what I are don't the re- like that theory at all? What are the repercussions? No, oh, we have a, like we have a caller. Caller, welcome to the show. How's it going tonight? Uh, hey, how's it going? It's Bill. Hey, Bill. How's it going, man? Hey, I I just I put it in the chat earlier, but I wanted to, to call in because I wanted to get you and Joe and Katie's take on this. I, I kind of believe that him, John dying, does release him from his oath. But remember the last line of the oath says, for this night and all the nights to come. So mm-hmm. doesn't that Not until death. For eternity? Yeah. You, you, very good point, That's Bill. Good as, point. as usual, yes. dude. Good yes. point. I had my oath wrong. Very good point, Ooh. Bill. And yes, it is. It is. For, and all nights to come. Yeah. Thank you. I nights do not. I think he knows that. Yes, I. This is true. But good point. But very good point. But but uh, but again, but, but if di- does but, dying eliminate that? Have you has have your if he wait? What if he waits a day and <laughs> and he's dead for a day? <laughs> I don't know. It's but interesting point. It, it brings a new f- new thought into it. I'm sure that if he does come back, they're going to try to hold him to his vows. But what yeah. will John's reaction be if he comes back? I doubt he'll. He's going to give two shits, especially in the book. At that point, he's going to give two shits about about what uh what the Night's Watch cares. But again, if he wargs into Ghost before he dies, what are the repercussions yeah. of such a move? What happens to his body? What happens to Ghost? Again, I'm no expert on warging. Uh, ultimately he would go into the wolf body and if he did not get back into another body in time, he would melt into the consciousness of, uh, of ghosts. He would lose himself. A witness of wolf's life. Yeah. You know, you ever see the Jack Nicholson movie wolf kind of like that. If you're a wolf, if you're in the wolf too long, you become the wolf. Uh, finally, do you think that ultimately John is the one that this entire story is about, or at least his rise from bastard to savior of Westeros? If that is indeed where this all leads, R plus L equals J and all that. Bonus, how sweet would it be if Ned visits John while he's in the death coma and tells him about his mother? I'd love to see Sean being back for a five-minute cameo. Uh, we're going to hold on that question simply because when we get into casting, 
uh, it's worth mentioning some news about the casting. But do I think that this whole story is about Jon Snow? I did up until a certain point, but I think it's all about the Starks. I think it's all, I think it's, I agree with some people who have speculated. It's ultimately, it's a story about the whole world, but this particular story that the Song of Ice and Fire is about, specifically about the Targaryens and the Starks as a focus. And I guess the Lannisters as well. Like all those those, three houses, those three houses specifically. It's a, it's a time period piece, I believe. Lola, welcome Lola. those are the starring families of this time period. Yeah, Dragon says, the longer you warg, the less you remember. Lois says, I have a question for you guys. Why the hell is Wal- Walter Frey still alive? Where's the revenge? Yeah, we're going to get into that with casting for season six, but it looks like we're, we're going to get into Riverlands. I, I, we have to get back to some Frey kill. We have to see the Freys again. That, they're, not je- they're not Gendrying us the, uh, the, the Freys. Well, uh, better not be the last Frey I see. I want Arya to kill, kill Walter, Walter Frey. I want to see that. Is the last thing Arya does in these series. So on to, on to Tyrion. This one's pretty simple. Is Tyrion going to remain a Marine long-term? Not that I mind seeing him back in the position of power because he proved to be a badass ruler in King's Landing, but because he's my favorite character, I'd like to see him where the action is back across the narrow sea and not tucked away like mm-hmm. Danny was forever. Uh, I think Tyrion for the beginning part of next season is going to be a Marine, but I think he's going to do some cool stuff. I think we're going to see him with the dragons a lot next season. I think oh, we're going to see Tyrion re- making Katie's wish come true, and Tyrion's going to release the dragons. Is a speculation. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I think he, he would is. do that. It was her order to lock those dragons. Fuck up. orders. No, that's the. I don't think he'll end up releasing them. Um, convincing her to re- no he's he's that. gonna make the decision he's in charge of keeping the city him and Varys and he's gonna decide that the only way to keep the people in line is to have two dragons circling around especially now seeing how vulnerable Drogon really is and he's her best protector yeah we need to train she up those other, those two, other dragons. two dragons yeah, and, and, and as far as I'm concerned Dario dragged Jorah out into the middle of nowhere by himself so he can kill him so he can track down Danny, and so he can kill Danny finally <laughs> So really? that's my that's my opinion. I don't trust that weird ass dude. And the, yeah, his his ass I don't trust me. And our last question from Tom is: Do you think that twenty episodes is enough to close out this story in a fulfilling way? No. If not, that no, I don't. No. no. <laughs> if get, it's a longer question, but I think we can just answer that with simply no. The fifty the fifty episodes they've already done weren't enough, as far as I'm concerned, no. to tell the story in a fulfilling way. And and part of that is evidenced by. How many people out there have how many questions and every week after week are like, but who's that guy again? I don't know. There's just too many people. There's so many characters. Absolutely. I can't keep it all. I don't understand the storyline. Can you explain this to me? And I'm sure all of you out there have had these conversations with people at work and and they've had them with their with their family members and friends. It is a pretty confusing story. It's it's, dense. It's It's dense. yeah, especially when you dense. get into the book stuff, yeah. it's de- it's dense, and there's a lot to it. It could have it could have been if they did everything, the show could have been a 15 season show if they done yes. done oh. everything rid- like ridiculously and detailed it's cool out. Like, waiting and obsessed. Yes. For every my guess, though, episodes. my guess is that we're not just going to get 20 episodes left; that we're going to get at least 24 episodes left. I, I don't know why. I think I think the last two seasons, if they are going to do seven, they'll do longer episodes or I can't see it ending in, in 20 episodes. And also wants to say into the end part, 
have a great summer to you and DB, Tom. And we can't wait to see you guys next spring to talk about more Game of Thrones. But we will be doing our recaps of uh, early episodes and working our way through seasons, the end of season one, season two, and season three, if you're interested in that stuff. So please make sure you're subscribed and check into all that stuff. So, yes. Michelle... Just finished listening to the recap. Great job this week, you guys. You had me laughing out loud when Joe was talking about the different levels of evil. Very entertaining, and I can't wait for the next show. Only wish I could have listened live, but alas, I must crash at 1030. I have little ones. Oh, little ones. Anyways, I don't feel too bad for Cersei at all. To quote my husband, she had it coming. Although I have a feeling that Scepter Lady's in for a treat when Cersei has her way. I'm also interested to see what... Jamie's going to think of everything that happened. I think Ilaria made a bad move poisoning Marcella for her own personal vengeance instead of looking at the big picture. In a way, it mirrors Cersei fucking over Marjorie for her own agenda yep. and making King Tommen look like a winkling, a winkling, a weakling in the process. Tristane yep. on the small council of King's Landing would have been a huge asset for Dorne, and now she's fucked that up. The issue of Stannis not being dead till we see it because it happened off screen. I'm not sure about that. Sansa was raped off screen. Shireen was killed off screen. Jon Snow. Well, let's just say I felt yucky after seeing those rat fucking bastards. Uh, uh, I, no, cool, some man. things, some things you don't have to see on screen. We Other heard things die. you do. <laughs> well, Claudia says I love Dr Dario's ass, and people are saying Claudia's drunk. <laughs> Doctor Pavel, season six will hopefully introduce a book group of uh, book characters like the Greyjoys or John Con's group. We're gonna get into uh, that in a uh, second, actually, when we get into our cast. Need bad pussy. Bad pussies. <laughs> Oh, I need a bad pussy. Uh, and Rosa says, fuck. Is that like a bad apple? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Rosa says, uh, fuck Ollie haters on. <laughs> There's a fuck Ollie haters on Reddit that has uh, Reddit that has uh, 7,500 haters. So if anyone's Aww. looking for a subreddit uh, for Ollie hate, it exists. Yep, so the oh, he's a flawed character. He's a growing boy. He lives in a different time period. I'm okay with him being on whatever side he ended up falling on. There's a lot of influence coming at him, and I don't think too many of the John supporters were in his ear. No, no, not at, at all. all. So I, I really, I can't, and he has such strong feelings towards the free folk to begin with, with what they did to his family, <laughs> who were doing nothing but just minding their own business. These and guys came south of the wall, swung around, right, and whatever his family taught taught him and raised, however they raised him to begin with. Least favorite so. moment of the season: Dario's ass. It seems in the chat right now. <laughs> Even better luck to suck a dwarf's cock. So as we go uh, to our next question, here we oh that was our last our uh, sent in question. So I want to get into a couple of speculations for next season. So we already talked about what happens to John, and I think uh, Joe, Katie, myself, and uh, uh, Brohawk Riley all seem to think that John's going to come back somehow. I think most people happen, but I do have to say to to piggyback on what Joe was saying, I feel like George R. R. Martin does not do what's expected. And ultimately, the biggest fuck you to everybody would be if John actually did die. Yep. Right. And I and there's and there's a, another there's a big chunk of story that we have missing that is another storyline that could have been worked on instead of the other one that we we said they could we could have done without earlier. Ren, uh, I just want to made more precedence to this John coming back thing. 
I want to say Ren Renwood, have a great night. Thank you so much for uh, for I've been exchanging messages with Ren. And I have to send Ren a very special love for uh, being a ear to listen to. So thank you, Ren. I appreciate it. So uh, and have a good night. Can't wait. Uh, have a great trip. It seems like you're uh, you're packing to go. Oh, have a have a good luck with everything. So Doctor Pavel says. Uh, Bruce Smith, suck a dwarf's dog, suck a dwarf's cock, spank Dario's ass. Tim says, dear Bruce, you're making making me a country song. But Bruce is hilarious in the chat. I I have to say, if we have an award for uh, all you guys are amazing in the chat. Bruce, you crack me up. The uh, how I raped your mother line, I think, wins the (laughs) wins the award for the season for the best uh, (laughs) best comment of the season. I can't I can't lie. You're fucking amazing, my friend. So uh, so the Bruce Bolton. Yeah, the Bruce Bolton, how I raped your mother. And and that was almost on my list, too. That's an honorable mention. So where do we think Sansa and uh, Theon are going if they they survive the snowfall? Where do we think the two of them are going? Are they going to the wall to try to see Jon? They're either going there or they're going to go to wherever the Kronigmen are there. I feel like the wall would be the most reasonable place for them to try. There's, I mean, who else can they possibly Would she trust? know to go to Holland Reed? She might know to go to Holland Reed. Oh, yeah. Would she, would she know that that was her father's friend? Would she try to go to the north, find the Karstarks or the Umbers or, some, or something? Some one of the Karstarks. Yeah, I know they had a breakout with her father. But in this point with the Boltons, they would welcome Sansa Stark. I think pretty much anyone. How would Theon or her know, even know how to begin to find the reeds? No. Yeah. No one would. The reeds would Brand, find, Brand once would. they got to the area, the reeds would find them. Bran That's would. That's the point of, Bran, of that, that whole clan. Bran would. Bran would for sure, but... Uh, what he's was, deep in a tree. Yeah, no... I, they're either going to one of those two spots. There's no other place for them to go. And that's where I think Rickon went with Osha. Asha. I think that's where they ended up. The wall? Oh, Holland Reed. Holland Reed. Reed. Okay. In the books, uh, I believe Rickon is in uh, Stagos, an island off the coast of Stagos. Stagos. That's, yeah. It's up here. Whose th- island is that? There we go. Oh, yeah. I like it. That's uh, nobody's island, really. It's Dr. Stagos. Pavel, we're going to get into that when we get into casting. Awesome. It's like frozen. It's just like in a little atoll out there. It's like all rock, yeah. It's a nasty little place. <laughs> Bill, Bill says, I'm trying to focus on, oh, God, you guys again in the chat room are going insane. It's, uh, I think, yeah, I think Howard Reed's the only per- living person that knows who John's parentage is. Uh, Gnome says, Tyrion figures if he freed the dragon, swooped down, grabbed the free folk, and yeah, the shorter people have a better chance of survival. Bill says, people around Dario tend to end up uh, douchebags. Dario, except for Mossador, murdered Barristan, or exiled Jorah. Tyrion needs to get the fuck out of Dodge City. It's absolutely... Yeah, no, Dario, uh, he also cut the two heads off his co-commandings, co-commanders of, this, of yep. the, uh, the second sons. He's so. bad news. So, I guess the next question is, Will how long do you think Arya will stay blind? Until she learns her lesson. Until she learns her lesson. Yeah. Now <laughs> we got. Jo- I'm sorry, I forgot we have John. John, what what was your reaction to watching Arya kill uh, Marin Trent? Did you was that fucking one of your favorite moments, or was that a little too uh, graphic for you, Brohawk Riley? Oh, we don't. John may not be with us. So John has John has passed away. He's not, John is no longer with us. Oh, bye, John. It was. But, oh, he, no, he, 
It's all yeah. Ollie did it. Ollie killed another John. What an asshole. What an uh, asshole. We'll have a feast for Crows tonight. Yeah, Woo. we do. So uh also is Stannis dead? Do we do you really think Stannis is still alive, Joe? Yeah, no yes. no white boxes. I think Rickon went with the to stay with the Umbers. That, I think that might be true too. Who are the Umbers? Uh people that live in the north. We're, we're gonna get into that in casting a little bit. They were one of the people that were yelling, uh, you know, King of the North. Kill him off. <laughs> so Joe, do you really think Stannis is dead? I I you know what? I mean alive. Do you really say, think he's alive? I want to say I w- here's another thing. Because that, that that shit just ain't in the books yet. So this what was a, kind of a surprise for me. And I want to say we didn't see it. And TV says that he'll be alive. So I'm kind of expecting that. And but I'm hoping he's actually rules. dead. I'm hoping he's dead. In fairness, and again, I'm stealing this from somebody else, another reviewer. It might have been Emergency Awesome or something. In the episode description, it does say that uh, HBO's post-episode description, it says that Brienne murders Stannis. So for what, so for whatever for whatever it's worth or kills Stannis. So for whatever it's worth, it does actually say that. Oh, we got a call. Oh, from 202 of California. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hello. Hey, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Oh yeah. Arya is uh Arya is gonna stay blind until she learns to work a cat, just like it was in the book, I'm guessing. <laughs> it's all about the cat. Yeah, good good point good point. And I'm guessing that'll be like the fourth or fifth episode. I don't think they're gonna go the entire season of making her blind and then like you have the seventh season to wrap up every single storyline. Uh, Still don't think they can do it in tough. two seasons. But I think they're going to have to compress so many storylines together. They're just going to have to get there. And by the way, yeah. it's the same reason I don't believe we're ever going to see Lady Stoneheart. We don't have time for that storyline. Like, even though everybody's like, we're going to see Lady Stoneheart next season. I don't think they have time within two seasons to introduce Lady Stoneheart. Yeah, good, good I feel point. I like she would have already come up. I, I tend to I tend to agree with that too, and I, it's interesting. Uh, people have mentioned that, and again, someone chat said, "Oh, thanks for spoiling that." It's no the warging into the warging into cat know. stuff. We don't know if that's going to happen. It's a speculation. A lot of stuff happens in the books that never happens on the show. The, none of the other Stark kids besides Bran have showed any uh, any close. Not even Wolf dreams. So who knows? They might cut that from the entire fucking show. Any of the other Stark kids warging, which is sad. Yeah. They might, though. They very much might. We might be talking out our asses. I tend to agree with the and caller. Here's the thing. If they all end up dying, who cares if they could ward? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't so, matter anyway. You know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of, like, like think about all the setup that went into Ned Stark by. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> that, that, but that, see, that's the cutoff. If, if you ever have to worry about it, it's like, oh, okay, will they do that? They killed Ned Stark, dude. Okay. Yeah, they, good, killed good point. they killed they, Ned Stark. They killed they, Ned Stark. There they are said, no rules. They, they or, Ned Stark say, don't worry, John. When I see you again next, I will tell you all about your mother. Oh. And then they killed the motherfucker. <laughs> Claudia, so. yes. Rickon Rick was, uh, was Bran's younger brother, was the youngest Stark youngest boy. Stark. Yeah. Youngest Stark boy. Is Stannis mm. really dead? I tend to, uh, hey, John. Yes. Uh, I, John didn't dead. Ollie did not kill John. Didn't John, <laughs> John oh, didn't sorry. dead. John didn't die. And uh, <laughs> so where do we think Brian? where do we think Brian and Podrick are going after? Say she does kill, let's accept that she killed Stannis. Let's say mm. she did. Where do we think that Brienne and Pod are going from there? Sansa. Straight to Sansa. Straight to Sansa? Back to her perch to watch for the candle. Now, who does Cersei kill first? The Septa? Mm. Uh, 
Uh, oh, that would be fun. I don't like that. No, movie. you don't go after the scepter first. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take out. You go after everybody all at the same time. You have a, you have the knight of long. You knives. only have one Franken mounted Joe. Knight of long knives. You gotta go that route. <laughs> you gotta. So, and uh, do we? My last question, one of my last questions for the season is: Do we have to see Dorn again? Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hello, it's Rowlane Slow calling. Hey, how's it going? Welcome. Nice to actually hear your voice. Yeah, I thought I'd call because I just discovered you guys were live tonight. I'm like so out of the program, I guess. Oh, no, no. I just wanted to call. (laughs) I just wanted to call and say, hey. And you guys have been awesome. I'm so thankful that I discovered you guys. You, Joe, and Katie Crow. Or wolf. <laughs> Crow tonight. And I just wanted to say you guys get a thumbs up from me. And it's so cool that you guys reply to our... Um, oh, I, we, you guys take the time to write the comments. It's the least we can do to try I, to reply. I need to apologize for not, not doing it this week. I, for some reason, my... YouTube wouldn't show me any kind said yeah they, disabled they, they, they were like they didn't want they were like fuck that guy yeah we, we hear what he's saying screw screw that guy Joe <laughs> he rants too much but no <laughs> thank you so much and we have to thank you for uh for sharing thank and all the know. uh all the time you spent uh, for everybody you spe- you were you was you as well as everybody that no. spends time sharing and commenting and and uh and thank you so much for uh for everything all season as well Yes, thank you. Oh, no problem. I'm I'm the one who's thankful. You guys are awesome, and I follow a lot of GOT people on YouTube. But when I discovered you guys, it's like top of the list. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, Hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. You guys gotta give her more time to talk. Exactly, we do. We're, yes, yes. We're I let, I let her. I let her out to talk at least twice a day. He's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, you both are nice guys. He's a sweetheart, <laughs> isn't Joe? Clearly, isn't Joe a sweetheart? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Thank you so much, Rose. We really so appreciate sweet. it. Oh, no problem. I'm going to have to check out your Viking um, recap. Oh, please do. We're going to get into it. We're going to have a lot more shows starting in the fall. It's going to be really fun. Uh, It's going to be busy. Oh, cool. Cool. So we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye. Awesome. She's a wise woman. Such a, yeah, such a smart girl. Such a smart girl. I like her. I I thought you would. Yeah, we love love her. She was exact. I know, Katie. I know. Absolutely. The best point of the night, right? Best point. Best oh, point. Yeah. Of, oh, best yeah. point of the fucking night. So favorite of this, favorite of this episode. Do we really? <laughs> do we really? Do we really have to see any more Dorn guys? Do, do we have no, to go back no, we there? Don't. We could take him out of Dorn. We, no, yeah, just, wait, one second. John What's John saying? John said Dorn has the best. We 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 thought that originally, John. It has the best wine, actually. Uh, high Garden has the best weed. Yeah, those sand snakes are not chill high. Yeah, they D- Dorn has uh, the D- Dorn has the dirt weed. How's it going, yeah. buddy? What's up? Hey, uh, I wanted to enough. recommend a show for you guys to uh, to talk about. It's on Cinemax. It's called Banshee. Banshee. Love it. Oh, good show. Love show it. Good show. Like, like to kill off main characters. That show does it too, but it's no spoiling yet. Hey. Excellent. We'll, we'll, oh, de- yeah, we'll definitely look is, into it. I really Thank you, man. Love it. It's very good. Very well done. Excellent. So, okay. So, and here we go. King's Landing. We have to deal with the Tyrells and all of that fallout. Uh, and where the fuck in what the hell is uh, Littlefinger doing? I 
almost half yeah. like that we didn't touch base with him at the end of the season. I feel like, again, some Dorn time could have been cut to spend more time with yes. Littlefinger. I just like Littlefinger, and I want to see what he's up to. One of my oh, honorable mentions was the little finger scene with Brienne and Sansa in the inn. That was awesome. I forgot yeah, about one, that one. That was really that awesome. Was one of my that was almost made my list for third favorite moment, but I had to drop it. One of the well, best. Where did we leave off with him? Where is he? With Littlefinger, Littlefinger went back down to King's Landing. Talked to Cersei, and he's going to the Vale and going to apparently go, or told Cersei he's going to go take over Winterfell and become Uh, the Warden of the North. Okay. That's what he's going to do. He's going to take the Vale soldiers and attack Winterfell. The, yeah, the brown Doran weed, says Loner Incognito. Stacy says, I would rather watch Doran uh, wheel himself to King's Landing than see any more goddamn sand snakes. Boycott the Doran site, says Gwen. Bill says, hey, Bron, if it smells like cologne, leave it alone. <laughs> so yeah. d- I'm just going, these are the bullet points for next season. It, do we think Danny's in any danger with the Dothraki or are they going to start bowing to her yeah. pretty soon? No danger? No, I I think maybe in the first seconds, as soon as Drogon shows his face and his wings and his fire. Yeah, he'll save her ass. So, and I'm sure there might be legends about her among the Dothraki, too. Yeah, exactly, when it comes down, especially at this point. So will Jorah give Dario grayscale on his butt? Or will Jorah cause a plague throughout the... Will, will, will he spread grayscale across the whole... Yeah. I think so. I, I have a, a, I have a horrible feeling that Jorah is going to cause some damage. So yes. we talked a lot about this before, but Joe, this is the this is where we're going to bring this up. Do we think that Dario is a rat? Do we think that Dario really is the head of the Sons of the Harpy? A lot of people I, in the chat I didn't have before, and even when we when you mentioned it before, one second, Joe, we had the opportunity. Oh no, keep going, Joe. I'm sorry. Oh, but he had the opportunity to kill her during that like all out raid. Uh, if he does that, he has a long game. Yeah, yeah, there's there's more of a long game to it. I think he just wants the unsullied gone. I think he wants to be married to her and all that. I think he wants to be king. I think he's got aspirations of power and all that. I think he might have orchestrated this. I think it might be the second sons behind it. Uh, Otherwise, why wear the masks? Why, you know, so many of them standing up to Drogon, even as so many of them were being burned alive. These are our you know, slave owners who don't get their hands dirty. They have slaves. Now, now, John, you, you also said you think Dario's up to no good. Yeah, uh, I believe that yeah, ever since, uh, man, ever since uh, Jorah came back, it's like, like, why can't he see this? Because the fact that he's orchestrating the whole entire thing. And I also believe that her uh, confidant, the girl, I believe Ooh, uh, Masande, you think Masande it. might be in collusion? Masande, yes, absolutely. I disagree. I disagree no, with I you about. Yeah, I disagree with you about Masande, but I agree with you about Dario. Dario, yes. So absolutely. to go, he's in it for himself and everything, and he is out there mixing things up to find his own means. And to piggyback on uh, Marine here, will Varys and Grey Worm share some tips about being eunuchs? Will that conversation happen? Will we will we have a scene with Varys and uh, Grey Worm having a little uh, eunuch talk or Tyrion? Definitely Bar- different types of eunuch, very different character types, right? Yeah, interesting. They well, came to it in slightly different ways. Yeah, and uh, I we talked about Tyrion letting out the dragons before, but will Tyrion? I'm sorry to even go here, but I have to. Will Tyrion do Masande? It seems yeah. like it seems like they had a little. She seems very thankful for no, him saving I her life. She, I think she's. She's still in Camp Grey, Grey Worm. Yeah. Now, will Winds of Winter come out in the middle between now and the next season? 
Doesn't ma- it doesn't just for just for the record, it doesn't matter because the scripts have already been written. The episodes are already set, so it does not matter. They might be able to change a couple of things here and there if they got advanced copies or something. But do, do you just your ultimate like it inside yourself? Do you think Winter Wood will be out here but out before inside season six? Myself, I say no, no. but I am still I still have nope. my fingers crossed. Think about how long it took for book five to come out. Yeah, but I, I think it's about There's time. Hope. It's about time. It's it's yeah, it's, it's been about time for no now it's about time years. now it's about time I I the, my speculation is it comes out uh right before the holiday season this year it comes out around December when winter's coming it comes out yeah Winds of Winter is going to be released on like December twenty second or something say like that. this if it's that much different it, like if George. It depends on how pissed George was at what he saw this season. I don't think if George. I don't think much pisses pissed. George off. I, th- I think I, George is a pretty happy guy when it comes down to oh, it. Well, yeah, he's making bank, but this is still his baby. This is his masterpiece. This is his. This is what like he's developing three television. George is developing three different television series right now. Oh, for goodness. Yeah, sake. I'm. He's I'm good. still. I'm still like George is happy. It depends on how upset he is with D and D. It's crazy how upset he is with the the whole season as a whole, whether or not he spite and with fans pestering him, (laughs) I wonder or not he spitefully holds back that book until halfway through season. Wouldn't that be a big fuck you to D&D if he's pissed like like releasing the book halfway through season six? (laughs) That would be a bit. That would be awesome. Uh, Jump in the chat room for a second. Gnome says Varys will give Grey. Oh, sorry. shit. Varys will give Grey Worm. uh, Varys and Grey Worm will have a competition. Who's the smallest Says (laughs) E-Core? So we have a couple of other comments here. Sorry. Varys will. uh, Sorry. The chat's moving too quick. Uh, (laughs) Drogon. uh, Varys and Grey Worm have a competition. Bruce says Jorah will uh, fucking kill the Khaleesi lookalike in Volantis just for the hell of it. Hey, caller. What's going on? (laughs) What part do you think would have pissed George off? The Sansa scene was basically replacing um, Jane Poole's storyline, which George wrote. The Stannis uh, burning Shireen thing was told to David and Dan by George because if you watch the uh, behind the episode thing, they were like, yeah, we ain't getting no more shit for all this shit we're doing. This is what George told us to do. And that's how, like, that's why they basically said it. I think no dying or getting stabbed bunch times. That's de- yeah. That's in the books yeah, as well. Like uh, with George again. I think. What I think. Do you think George is getting pissed off? The about? only I mean, thing I think to answer your question. To answer your question, the thing I think that George is getting most pissed off about is people bothering him about the TV show. I don't well, think he, he was also upset that they took out Lady Grey Worm. And he was pissed off that they killed Barristan. And he was pissed off about Barristan dying. Yeah. Yeah, that's a couple. Uh, but I agree with you to a point that I don't think, and that's what I mean when I say George is happy. I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, he's no, he, but I don't, I think George is pretty happy, pretty happy. I think the only thing he came out to say, the only character he missed was cold hands. I think that's the only thing he's on. Oh my God. So anyways, let's continue. Uh, And that was another, another thing that could have gone uh, with the whole, like, like proof for Jon Snow's resurrection. In a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of really funny Varys and uh, Grey Worm moments going on in the chat right now. You guys are fucking cracking me up. And it's scrolling by so fast, so I can't can't necessarily catch the ball. Uh, but Masande's smoking hot. I can uh, glaze a knuckle watching her breathe for a scene. Jesus. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> fucking hilarious. You guys are fucking hilarious. So, 
Clegane Bowl is a thumbs up here. Yeah, we think that's definitely how, I'm going to talk about that in the casting. Uh, so, Bran, what do we think we're going to see from Bran next season? That's all speculation because we don't really have much to go on. What do you think's next for Bran, Joe? It's tough. You know, you know what? Here's, here's my thing. I hope we don't see Bran ever again. <laughs> we're gonna, we are. He's coming back next season. Hodor. Like, Hodor. Like, I Hodor. can deal with Hodor. 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 Gnome says, like, as far as I'm, George R. R. Martin couldn't have liked Dorn. Like, what are going to do? Like, what? Like, he's confined to a tree now for the rest of his life. For the rest of eternity, or for ho- however. So, are how you many eons I, just to go down that there. road? Are you under the belief, uh, or one of the people that believe, and I might be on that Campbell, that he's being used, mm-hmm. or do you think he's being manipulated? Do you think, uh, excuse me, the Three Eyed Raven is ultimately, excuse me, manipulating Brand's power for his own need rather than training him? Really, there's a speculation about that that he, Brand's just being used. Oh, that that's possible but you know maybe it's also possible that it that it was all the truth either way i i just grew so sick of seeing him get dragged up and stacy says like, i don't want to eat i just want to be in my walls one second joe stacy says next for brand trees snow warging flashbacks rinse repeat yeah, you know rinse repeat <laughs> i added the rinse repeat how's it going That's exactly what it was. hey um i have a hypothetical question mm-hmm. Why would anyone who is a great warrior, like you're, if you're a brawn or like, you know, one of them water dancer fighters from Bravos, like let's say you're a master at it, why would you even care about committing crimes? Because anytime you committed one, you could just be like, trial my combat, <laughs> bitches. That's what I want. Yeah, I want my trial by combat all the time. <laughs> very so good. Because they warrior. might say no trial. Oh, sorry. Sorry, we got, we got disconnected. But very, very good point, my friend. Very good point. So... Uh-huh. Here we go into uh, into some our casting news. We're, let's get into some more season six stuff. I want to thank Watchers on the Wall, which is a really good website if you haven't already checked it out. Uh, that gives you a lot of really good Game of Thrones information and keeps you updated. Now we get some casting news for season six. Now, I before we get into this, I just want to say to some people: if you do not want to be spoiled for anything coming in season six, this is the time you may want to check out of the podcast. We don't mind. We love you anyways. Uh, have a great time. We're gonna get into season one recaps pretty soon, and please join us for that. But we're gonna get into some season six speculation of casting, so there may be some spoiler information here. I also want to address. Um, uh, that that uh, again, I talk about this a lot. Emergency Awesome, check out uh, Emergency Awesome. Did a really good video on this. That's very detailed with some visuals and some casting information. So keep an eye on that too. But we're gonna get into this as well. And a lot of people have talked about this. So five, four, three, two, one. Spoilers. Have a good night, guys. Okay, we're on season six speculation. Thanks to Watchers on the Wall for this information. So pirate. Man in his 40s to late 50s, an infamous pirate who has terrorized the seas all around the world. Yes, yes, yes. Cunning and ruthless with a touch of madness. He's dangerous looking. A dangerous looking man. A very 
good part this season. Yes, in fact, it sounds like Euron Greyjoy, the exiled brother of Balon Greyjoy, who was exiled because he had, what do you have sex with one of their wives or something, raped one of their wives and got <laughs> something, yeah. something like that. I, I'm not, I'm not uh, up to date. Well, did he go off looking? Didn't it? No, I, I thought he went off looking for their. But then he came and... back and he was ousted again. He was sent away because he, he raped one of their wives or something. There's some shit like that. It's been a while since I've studied my uh, Greyjoy history. It's been, and I've been disconnected from the Greyjoys for a while. But the one thing I do want to say is everyone's like, it's definitely Euron, it's definitely Euron. I think it's going to be, but knowing Game of Thrones and how they do things, like they did with the Tyrells and a lot of other stuff, I'm sure it's not. It's going to be elements of Victorian as well. It's going to be It's going to be like all... The, recasting, uh, the, the very handsome and dashing pirate in his 40s that we saw before that was friends with Davos. No. This Twice is before. this is a Greyjoy. It's it's a hundred percent a Greyjoy. It's hundred percent. They're describing. They're fucking. Just, it's a Greyjoy. I, I think there there's little doubt to me that this is. A See, Grey- I never got a description of any of anybody anybody at all in the Iron Islands as being dashingly good. Looking it didn't say. I didn't say dashing and good looking. Oh, infamous. No, infamous pirate who's terrorized the seas all around the world, cunning and ruthless with a touch of madness. He's dangerous looking. Dangerous oh, I, looking. Uh, I, like I said, dashing and good looking. Yeah, dashing and exactly, like exactly, like Joe said. So the Greyjoys will be making an appearance. I think it's pretty much confirmed that we were, are going to get Greyjoys appearances. We're probably going to get word that uh, Balon's dead, and this is going to be the new king of the Iron Islands or something like that. that. I want to see that death scene though. We we probably will. We probably will. Not to do spoil that too much. So, here we go. Another character that we well, have... A- well, it, that, that is a spoiler. We gave people the spoiler alert, and that's something yeah, that kind of already happened. In no, the the, you're right. We've, we spoiled alert this, so you can you can talk about that. You know, that's something that already happens at this point in the books. That happens before Stannis dies. That was one of the things that Melisandre... He should be dead Stannis. by now. He should be dead by now. Right. He should already be dead by now. We should have already heard about it. We should have already... Like, they could yeah. have thrown us in, like, a... You take out the, like... The like, like the good dad scene, and and give us like another like leeching session where Balon gets blown off the bridge or something. I want to jump in the chat real quick before it scrolls by. Gwen says, "I hope they don't ruin the Greyjoys like they ruined Dorne." Bruce says, "Definitely Greyjoys. You're right. on urine. It's it's Davi." Uh, Pavel says, "Touch of madness. That's urine Greyjoy for sure." Bruce says, "They provide ships for Danny." I seem to remember in the books, Bill says someone that every castle has a godswood, but not all godswoods have weirwoods anymore. Yeah, every they. I read that. That's very close to the beginning of the book. That they beginning of the first book. They talk about that. I'm I'm actually just restarted and I think Joe did as well just restarted listening to it listening to the audiobooks which is a complete it's actually a complete account this uh, the audiobooks that we have so it's actually every word we get to listen to it's uh it's it's really awesome anyways if you haven't already if you're looking to re-engulf the books and you're not up for reading it I, I can't suggest enough the audiobooks it's really fucking awesome Anyways, and the the actor that does it, he's really he's got Roy DeChise or some. I I fucked up his name, but yeah, he's awesome. Some of the reviews that I read that, uh, when you first started talking me into listening to it. I mean, I read it the first time, but I'm gonna listen to it this time because I just don't feel like sitting down and read it all again. Even though I like, I've read a lot of the chapters two and three times, um, I, I, and not in five years. <laughs> but I gotta say, the guy that does the voices is really talented. Yeah, he's for awesome. For some reason, they. they else for one of the books and then went back to him and then he doesn't do the voices in the last book or something yeah they he was busy i i i heard some information about that on one of the post episode recaps josh josh wiggler had some information about that but i guess he just wasn't available for that particular day 
Welcome to the show, caller. How are you tonight? Hey, Joe. This is uh, Dragon227 from the Bronx. How hey, you doing? hey, Dragon. What's going on, man? No, not much. I'm watching the, the show here, and I'm just, you guys are touching on some season six stuff. And I saw that Emergency Awesome video as well. And one of the things that interested me was I think they, um, I think they, uh, have someone that's going to play uh, Sir Arthur Dane. Yeah, we're we're going to get to that at the end, but we can talk about we can talk about that now. Let me scroll down a little bit to where I have that information. Uh, we it says oh as I scroll down, but you're absolutely right. It does look that way. It says that it is a legendary fighter, a man in his 30s or 40s who is a great swordsman and a paragon of knighthood. He carries a famous sword. Arthur Dane in a flashback, I wrote in with a question, or alive, could it be Dawn, the famous sword he's talking about? The show is seeking a very impressive swordsman for the role, the best swordsman in Europe, for a week of filming a fight scene for a season six role. His ethnicity and race isn't specified, unlike many other roles. And I do want to also mention that there's two characters that are worth mentioning, a 12-year-old boy with uh, a large boy. An actor who is 10 to 12 but playing 7, described as a clever boy who seems too large for his age. He's big and tall, not fat. And then we have a 12-year-old boy with brown hair and blue eyes. He needs to be used a northern accent. He has scenes where he is to spar with a wooden sword. The length of the role is unspecific. A 7-year-old boy with dark hair and narrow face and green eyes also has a northern accent. He's to spar with a wooden sword. That is said to be possibly a flashback of Ned Stark that we're going to get some flashbacks next season of R plus L equals J stuff, which would lead to the possibility of getting a Sean Bean cameo of getting the fight at the tower of joy, which is what dragon was saying. Ultimately what we're talking about with possibly seeing Arthur Dane there. So we might get to see that fight is the speculation. It also be an opportunity to explain who's, who John's parents really are and how important he is to the storyline or not. Exactly. And it's very interesting to think that it could be that we hear that we get John Snow that that uh we get some information about John Snow's parents, even though John Snow <laughs> might be dead. What are you laughing at? I thought that was someone snoring. I think it was. I think I think it was John's. I think it was a bong hit. No, no. I think it was. It was either Dragon taking a bong hit, or it was uh John. Uh, John passed out on the on Skype in his phone. Hey guys, thanks. Thanks so much. Keep doing what you do. I love you. Hey, I love you too, Dragon. Thanks so much, man. It's uh, but I think that was I think that was John, and uh, that was that was hilarious. We're like maybe I do maybe we talk a lot here. <laughs> so maybe our shows are too long, Joe. I, I never thought so before. But maybe our shows too long. It's called the issues program. We have a lot of issues. Yeah, to we do. Here. We do have a lot of issues to talk about. Okay, so let's get to this. Another character that we've got a good notion of is, in fact, maybe Randall Tarley, the father of Sam Tarley, the one who sent his son to the wall. Based on the description below, it looks like him. His whole family is being cast. A father, age fifty to sixty, one of the greatest soldiers in Westeros. A human, humorous. Marionette, severe and intimidating. He demands martial discipline in the field of his home. He's described as a very good part for the next year, and he's centrally involved in a protagonist storyline. Then his mother and his brother are also cast. So it's a clear description of Randall Tarley. So it's interesting that we're going to get his mother, uh, brother Dickon, and maybe a, one, maybe a sister. So we're going to get a lot more Sam next season on his traveling to Old Town. And uh, Bill says, yeah, one with young Ned and Robert training and one with Ned and Holland Reed and fighting Arthur Dane. Exactly. I, I tend to think that that's what we're going to get some, for some flashbacks next season. 
I, I think the fact that they introduced, and I'm repeating something that other people have said as well, I think that because they've introduced flashbacks in this season, we're going to see it again. And whether Jon Snow's alive or dead, we're going to learn about Jon Snow's parentage. That's something that's centrally important to the plot line, whether Jon Snow lives or dies. We need to find that out. And we've been told we're going to find that out one way or another. So here we go into a very interesting character. And this has been talked about in the chat tonight. I've seen a couple people make mention of this, and I've held my tongue because I wanted to mention this. So we also apparently have a character cast as Septon Marybald, a priest that Brienne and Podrick encounter while traveling through, uh, traveling through the ravaged village of Riverlands. Marybald is famous for giving a speech where he recounts how men break down during the war. He's a priest in his 40s or 50s, a gruff ex-soldier who found religion, now a no-nonsense rural priest uh, who ministers to the poor of the countryside. He's a salt-of-the-earth type of guy. Now, the important thing to remember about this and talk about this is this could be the point that convinces us that we will see the gravedigger on the show, which a lot of people think the gravedigger is really the hound, which could ultimately lead to Clegane Ball. I don't understand what, what grave digger. What are you talking about? The grave digger that's working in the that's living in the Riverlands, working a simple life. The rumor is, in the speculation, that quote unquote tinfoil hat theory is that that is really the hound. That the hound is in fact alive. The hound has died, but he is really this car this this creature called the grave digger. And that the Clegane Bowl theory is that the, somehow the faith will call upon the Hound to be, their, to be their champion to face off against Sir Robert Strong and that we will officially get Clegane Bowl. That that will actually happen. The Gravedigger theory, whether we get Clegane Bowl or not, I actually do believe... not remembering a character from the books altogether? It's a very brief... It's not... It's he gets mentioned a few times. He gets described as a big, uh, lumbering figure. Bill can kind of Bill and whoever else in the well, chat I room. I know there were rumors in the books that that the hound was still alive. People saw the the helmet around. Someone no, and helmet. people saw a grave digger walking around with a limp that was big, the biggest one of the biggest men they've ever seen. And it's also worth mentioning on the HBO uh, episode description that we said that Stannis is murdered and all these other things. With the Hound, it said Arya leaves the Hound to die. Uh -huh. I, well, that's what she absolutely does. She leaves him to die, but it doesn't say he dies. So in, no, in, and it doesn't in the book either. In, in the book, there are the rumors that he's still alive. Exactly. That people have seen this helmet on somebody running around, but it, it's chalked up to the as Bill as Bill is saying in the chat. Grave digger hype. Yes, motherfuckers. Club game bowl hype. It's happening, motherfuckers. No, I really want it to happen. I don't know if it's happening, but I want that fight to happen more than anything in my little fanboy part of my person. I don't care if it doesn't make sense. I just yeah, I, I want to see the two. They started it back in season one at the tournament. Let's you know. Fucking Robert ruined it. Bill us. says the hound's horse is stabled there. The gravedigger has a limp, which matches the hound's injuries. Uh, Dr. Pavel, CIA, says, with a limp who scratches like dog's like, ears, the hound's... You know, for crying out loud. Everybody's got a limp in Westeros who's alive. In, fa in, fa in fairness, but there is... More injuries than 
In fairness, there is a lot of uh, I'm I'm doing a poor example of defending Cl- the Cl- Game Boy. Please check all. We're ch- this is the night of tra- checking out other channels, but Alt X, I believe it's called. Some person in the chat because they know what I'm talking about can sh- uh, can share the actual name, but it does amazing speculation videos about some of the uh, tinfoil hat theories of Game of Thrones. I tend to believe in the Gravedigger theory above some of the other theories. I think it makes a lot of sense that uh, Sandor didn't necessarily die in that moment. I think it's prophetic his line to Arya too. Unless a maester's around the corner, I'm fucked. There's probably a maester around the corner that saved him. (laughs) So who knows? Okay, so we get a couple of other uh, casting news. Leading actress in her early 40s. She is... uh, uh, and then a couple of other things. Septon Marybelle talks about how we found the hound dying, watched him die. Now the hound is dead, but it suggests that Sander Clegane still lives. Bill Sutherbury, yeah, and a dog runs up and the gravedigger stops and pets the hound for symbolism. Alt shift X. Thank you, Eero. And Aussie got, yeah, a lot of people do that. There's a lot that really awesome. Check out that channel. If you want to see a lot of speculation on Game of Thrones theories, probably the best out there to put together Game of Thrones theories videos together, gives you all, all the information from the book and the TV show combining to give you those theories. So we get a leading actress in her forties. She's elegant, an actress of the traveling theater company, fun, charismatic rum drinking actress in the troupe, a priest, mid twenties to early thirties, any ethnicity. She's beautiful and intense. Uh, so, and then we have a fierce warrior, tall man in his thirties or forties with a powerful physique, looking for someone with a mixed ethnicity for the role. So the other characters we might expect to see in the Game of Thrones aren't very clear. The traveling theater company person could be Penny, could be a version of the of Penny in the show, not making her a dwarf. And that's, and that's another another group of characters I really missed out on. The continuation of those of the dwarf troop from the wedding and we might get to see some of that in the next season or some connection to that and also the priest is obviously we're going to see another red priest to see more people's perspective on uh besides melisandra and and thoros we're going to see here see more red priestess finally we have several children we talked about this before a child the 12 year old boys which could be a uh could be ned stark flashback of a child a ned stark as a child with his brother then we also have roles of mixed ethnicity of that could be uh, Dothraki people. We also, also have some, one of them would be Rickon. Uh, Rickon, I think the actor who played Rickon before has said that he's under con- contractual obligation not to talk about anything. So I think that if they bring Rickon back, it's actually going to be the actor, same actor. I think he's still under contract with Game of Thrones. He said something recently when people have asked, bumped into him and they asked him, and he said that he is under contractual obligation to say nothing about his character. So we also have someone named Bauer. He's a powerful, powerless servant, numb to the horrors that he serves. He's filmed around on the days that below an outlaw band of members, so he may be connected to him. He's required to have a northern or mid-England accent and appears in one episode. We also have uh, Latch Clan or something, a, a big leader of a group of renegades who have turned on the land and swear to protect. They're now extorting the poor. These are all getting into the Riverland characters. This is why some people think Lady Stoneheart might show up in season six, because we're spending some time in the Riverlands. We also have Flynn, who's part of an outlaw band. The group is using religion to justify terrorizing and extorting people, what they need from the people of the countryside. He appears in two episodes in season six and appears to be part of the, uh, the gr- this main group. Then we have another member of the group, and then we have somebody, uh, legendary fighters we talked earlier, possibly Arthur Dane. 
Then we have a Lord Norble noble house of a northern house casting between 25 and 50. The Lord is a savage warrior and rules a distinguished house in the very far north. And the role is said to be an impactful one. He's described as a massive beard. Uh, we could be getting the, the umbers here. This sounds like a description of little John Umber. He's described as a massive beard of a man yeah. with an attempt to match and hatred that runs deep and he can be violent. The show is looking for someone with a powerful physique who can tower over other cast members. A Northern England accent that specifies to have to be 180 centimeters tall. The role will be for two episodes. Very interesting. We also have the Lord, another Lord of a Northern Strong. So it seems like we're going to spend a lot of time up in the North or we're going to have some time spending in that situation. The show is looking for an actor in his late 30s or 40s to play another Lord, one that's ruthless and calculating. The frightening Lord rules a vassal household with a castle stronghold. He'll be in three episodes this year with 20 days of filming. Then we have a hunter, a, a rough army officer in the hunt appearing on action scenes with the main cast. Then we have a submissive master that shows casting a, ma a maced, submissive maester. So this, we get into a couple of people that we're probably going to meet on the way to Old Town. A submissive maester in his 20s, a timid young maester. He's decent but has trouble standing up to others. He appears in one episode in season six. Then a green recruit, a young man with one line, one day of filming. Then we have a sympathizer, one, two, and three. Rough military types for the day of filming. A housemaid. She's a motherly nanny with a tight whip. The show wants an actress between ages 45 and 65. A father. He's a tough, old, and alpha male patriarch. The show is looking for a man with a northern accent. He appears in one episode with two lines. Then we have Cian, a specified requesting an actress to be in the Ireland, Northern Ireland, and would seem to indicate that the majority of their filming may be in Northern Ireland. It looks as though the North may be getting a strong focus next season if these parts are anything to go by. In particular, the Lord of a Northern Northern House sounds like a certain Umber, yes, uh, sorry, an Arthur Dane. So for the last few weeks, and then we get into, uh, so that's all the fucking notes I have. So those are all the parts that are apparently being cast. And sorry if that was a wall of information. You guys can pause and go through that. So, because a lot of that's just speculation stuff, and people can read into that how they want. So it looks like a lot of next season is, in fact, going to be spent in the Riverlands and in the northern areas to see a lot more of that situation. So that could fail, fall into speculation of that's where Sansa is heading, up north and into the North Remember section. That. It could be very, could be very interesting. So let's, uh, we got a couple more, uh, a couple more comments in the chat room. Let's get into before we call it a night as sad as that is. So, um, Manderley, yeah, we, hopefully we will see the man that could be the Manderleys that they're describing. Absolutely. The beard the doesn't, water. the beard does not sound like Manderley, but who knows? They could be mixing characters up. Yeah, absolutely. The North without John. I don't know. Someone said this, and I forget who asked the question, but someone did. Could we see John just disappearing for a season and coming back and the be, just dis, just being Especially gone? Especially if we get uh, Stoneheart. Do we? Do you think we're really gonna get Lady Stoneheart? What do you guys think, Katie and Joe? What do you guys think? Uh, uh, too late. Do you think it's too late for Stone? But they're just doing. I don't the think it's too late for Stoneheart. No. I don't. I, I, I absolutely. How can they do I the? Think how can they do especially, the Riverlands without the Stoneheart? Yeah, I was going to exactly. say, especially because of the focus that seems to be in the next season, I think it's absolutely possible. 
And let's get into a couple questions. SM Down says, what if someone in the show reading Winds of Winter and they have an idea when asked what they come up, they said they read the book. I bet that George R. R. Martin has given them a preview of a lot more than we've seen previews of. HBK Commission seems like the casting, they are going to rely a lot on filming in plots to, in order for themselves time for the next book. I, I agree. They're going to spend a lot of time with the Greyjoys and spend a lot of time, excuse me, filling in the, uh, excuse me, the Riverland story which is stuff that's still in Dance and uh, Feast for Crows, and really make sure they exhaust all that, maybe get a few more Winds of Winter things. That's what leads me to believe that the show is actually going to go eight seasons, not seven seasons. I think they're stalling for time. But it's interesting to think that George has another book to write after Winds of Winter comes out. It's still not over. He's still got Songs of Spring, or I believe that's what it's called, the Song of Spring. Well, when I think about, like, They've done a pretty good job at sticking to season one, book one, season two, book two, season like then they're pretty much on track through book five, ahead in some areas, behind in others, eliminated, cut things, combined things. It's still pretty much the same story, as different as it is. It's I don't know. No, they're like so you do you I mean, and ultimately as we're starting to wrap up here so you do you think the show is going to end in two seasons do you think all we have is seven seasons in your heart in your heart joe you know what that would be the ultimate homage to uh george rr R. martin from D would be to basically kill the fucking show while it's still the most popular fucking show right like, i mean like what do you do to the main character that everybody loves you have a little boy stab him. Clunk, <laughs> clunk, clunk. You have his head cut off. You have, you have a you have her stabbed at her at her brother's wedding and thrown off a bridge. <laughs> you have her son's head, like so uh, uh, a wolf's head sewn to her son. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things you do to your happy main characters. Why not do it to the show in seven seasons? No, kind of said they would. Why not stick to it and and let that be like the uh, the final nod to. To the hat to George. No, Bill says they're conspiring to find Rick and, and kick the Boltons out. Uh, Gnome says they didn't give us Lady Stoneheart because it would be too easy to expect John to be rezzed. One time is singular event, two times is too much hope. But after his death, you could bring her in, and that's a good point too. They could have waited on her because they want didn't want you to think, oh, Melisandre can bring John back to some of the people that aren't familiar with some of the extra details. Some of the people Joe was talking yeah. about earlier that. They want the Absolutely. 2022 uh, Songs of Spring, says Bruce. Bill says, I think George is writing both the last two, but I agree. Uh, before I even read your comment, I tend to agree with your thing. I think it's a big surprise, and he's been working on both books at the same time. Uh, but I think George is writing both the last two books at the same time. I even heard rumors that George is mostly done with the content, just polishing over the last two books. I almost tend to agree. With, the way he is talking, he's like, he gives a vibe like, I'm done with this shit. I just need to. Oh, he's, he's mad done with it. He's been done. He's been done. Like he's he really like wants the, to work on his target. The eyes have all been dotted. He really wants to work on his Targaryen history book. Is what he really wants to walk work on. Uh, so I guess I like, guess put out the main stories like like you're saying, Phil. The more of the side shit he can actually put out, like the book you got over there, yeah. like the Targaryen histories he's writing. Like there's all sorts of great stuff and. Uh, backstories and this universe is so freaking huge. See, that's where I he wants to profit on it as much as he can and you kind of wait like he could put that stuff out in december and like i said wait until just before the show drops or just after next season to drop the book so he can really make people it'll be the first time that that kind of happens 
Let's take you know one. Saying? Let's like, take one more call. How's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up? Uh, I wanted to uh, see. Hey, Katie should get a uh, stuffed dragon and Morgan to that next season. Or that whatever. might just happen. That might she just. Keeps complaining that Danny won't get out of dragons. Maybe it's because she won't inspire her to get out her dragon. Oh, calling calling the warg out. Oh, just, oh. just to answer your question, warging a dragon takes a little time. We're, we're it, working. Does, it does take time learning how to do that. And uh, <laughs> Awesome I call. Say, awesome call. Thank she, you for calling. She might be waiting to unveil her abilities for Danny to let them to finally yeah. let them out. And then Katie will feel comfortable coming out and celebrating so, with them. What if she locks me up? Something to ex- oh. something to be excited yeah, this, for for this. There's, there's a, they're they locking up dragons in Westeros. Yeah, that's, I've heard, heard Katie that. might not want to work into Esos, right Esos, now. you mean? Esos, you mean? They're locking Esos. up. They're locking up dragons. So, guys, uh, Joe, uh, and then Katie, and then uh, and I'll do uh, sum up the se- sum up the season. Joe, give me your feelings on this season as a whole. Fucking fuck, fuck. Fucking fuck, fuck. I concur. And Katie, you concur? Fucking fuck, fuck. Yeah, I got to say, I know a lot of people have been a little hard in this season, but I think Game of Thrones and what makes it great is it's such a show that that promotes so many different kinds of thoughts, so mm-hmm. many kind of different ways of interpreting, whether they're interpreting the books or whether they're interpreting the show, how the joke show compares to the show, what really is a spoiler in this universe. I, I really love everything that combines with Game of Thrones, and I feel like this season gave us one of the best episodes of the series and gave us best a lot of... minutes of television ever gave us a lot of character building in the tv universe yes it's different i love the book universe i love the tv universe too it is a different universe and i'll accept that maybe that's the comic book fan in me where i accept that so many like in every one of uh dc or marvel whichever Mm -hmm. story you want to be there's like 15 different batmans that don't have any association with itself and you can and you can compare don't necessarily have to compare them. Uh, we have one more call. Let's take one more call. But I absolutely have enjoyed talking about this season. Caller, what's up, my friend? Uh, yeah, what's up, Phil? Uh, so, anyway, uh, first things first. Uh, well, I was uh, talking with my girlfriend, and she says uh, I can't talk about Cersei anymore. <laughs> I know you love Cersei so much, Tim. Welcome, Tim. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, so uh, what did you uh, think, you know, uh, where does uh, Cersei banging on uh, Seldor, uh, right? <laughs> That was my number. That was my number three favorite moment of uh, the season. I really, I really love that. I know you two did a little late, but I definitely love that. I that was my favorite moment. I love Cersei. I agree with you a hundred percent. As uh, Tim and I agree on a lot of characters, whether it be Garrick from Deep Space Nine, or I just love to watch Cersei suffer and seeing Cersei's come up. And so let me play a little bit of that. Cersei's comeuppance. It was one of the highlights of the season for me. I think she steals every scene. And I love all your Cersei comments all season, Tim. You're real, really awesome to hear. Uh, you, you're so supportive, and I love all your comments. Thank you so much for all your time, Tim. All right. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. We're going to get back to Walking Dead stuff soon. Tim is awesome. I, I, I love Tim. He's uh leaves some of the funniest comments on the uh, on the uh, on the channel, so everybody, I guess this is a good point to end, Joe. We, we've talked about this season. You, you think so? So yeah, so I love this season of Game of Thrones to talk about. I think even even if people think that Game of Thrones isn't necessarily the even the people that think it's not necessarily on its game, Game of Thrones is still better than ninety five percent of the television shows out there. 
but and I just I love the speculation. I love talking about it, and I'm really excited Maybe. for to see where they go in season six. And tell me, tell me these these freaks in the chat room haven't made this unbelievable. You guys, oh, you guys are. Totally and scary. tonight, how do you type so fast, all of you? And guys, I gotta thank my computer. I gotta yeah, thank so much of you guys tonight. The week after the episodes aired, they're still joining us tonight. We had up to uh, almost eighty people, over eighty people tonight, checking us out. So, like, thank all of you guys. We thank say it enough. Thank you so much. Thank you to the guys on the Hall of Fame list that have donated to our Patreon. If you're interested in doing that, you can find the link to that up in the uh, card up above. But in like to thank everybody. If you need to email me any questions or any requests, I got issues man at gmail.com. You can follow me at Twitter. Yeah, or you can leave a voicemail, 781-990-8509. We're we're gonna do a lot more Game of Thrones stuff. We're gonna also do our Game of Thrones recaps of the season one. But any news that comes up in season six, any trailers, any other stuff, we're gonna get into season six. We're gonna make a lot more type videos and a lot more podcasts. It's been really fun to talk to you guys this season. I, I don't want to say goodnight. I don't want to say goodbye, Joe. I'm pausing this no, music. Let's not. Let's Fuck that. start talking about season seven predictions. Season seven predictions? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the White Walkers rule, Joe. That's what I think happens. And they sweep through the wall and take over. I love you guys. Benjen is the true leader of the White Walkers. Yeah, you guys in the chat are so bad. You guys, whether we're whether it's twenty, um, a hundred, two hundred, you guys, and I, and I'm not just saying this. I, I'm in a lot of other communities and part of a lot of other communities. You guys are some of the best community, are pretty much the best community on YouTube, and everything that you guys and what you guys talk in the chat room. Like, granted, people get into tiffs and everything, but you guys are like in general so respectful of other people's opinions, and you can argue and stuff, and there's not a lot of like country going on and i really fucking appreciate that and you, you guys are all <laughs> fucking but everyone seems to be pretty fucking even if we disagree like we seem to be pretty we're, we're hard but we're we're nice to each other and relatively respectful because i think everybody in, has an opinion and and literally they all stink so let's make a bouquet of smells ladies and exactly and that's a good place to end joe have a good night guys we will be back soon good night